Thanks for the facts, Eric. Good morning. Every time we have like a little technical snafu, they're always trying to convince me it's on this end, and you know what? It's never on this end. But it's good exercise, though. George has me climbing on the ceiling and doing cartwheels and potching around with this and unplugging that, and it always is on that end. Technical snafu here? Yeah, that, that's because there's always, like I told Joe the other day in our conversation, there's always too many uh, hands in the pot, so to speak. A lot of people want to smoke it, but too many hands in it. Too many people are messing around in that room. At any rate, uh, did you didn't go to Culver yesterday, did you? No, I didn't. And I sure feel bad that you talked me into going to Woodbine. Yeah, right. <laughs> Isn't that what happened? I didn't have good vibes yesterday. Oh man, your 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 vibration sensor is a lot better than mine. It was a disaster. I there was no good machine. I mean, uh, oh, it was bad, and I stayed too long. But you know something? That's the way it goes. Hey, that changed my life. Did you enjoy the day? Yeah, and you know something? I'm much more philosophical. Even if I have a really bad day, which I did, the worst I've had in a long time, it's, uh, who cares? It's not going to change my life. Yep. Right? That's right. It's going to take a lot of bad days to change our lives. Yes, this is true. Speaking of changing our lives, I had a call. I don't know if you heard it, but I had one of the great calls in history yesterday on this show. It was just some old geezer calls up to tell me that he was lucky enough as a young man to attend the funeral of JFK. Then 20 years later... He attended the funeral of Jackie Gleason. He wants to know, do I have any plans for some kind? I guess this must have been after I read the thing about Chuck Zink's memorial service. Yeah. Do I have any plans for a memorial service so he can, because he thinks it would be gigantic and it would be the biggest one ever in South Florida and everybody. I said, let me ask you something, sir. How old are you? He says, I'll be 60 in October. I said, well, I'm 63 and I guarantee I'm going to outlive you by 10 years, so don't worry about it. (laughs) How do you like that? As a hobby, this guy... I uh, have no life. He uh, he attends the funerals of well-known people. You know what? That's like the Wedding Crashers, the movie. Didn't see it. Oh, you should see you know, it. You know what it That's a of? very funny movie. It reminds me of the scene in Network where William Holden is uh, telling uh, Faye Dunaway about, after he gets canned, about how he's so bored and he spends most of his time going to funerals of his old friends. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. That's true. I, I mean, what kind of a life is that? Going, going to, and, th- and this guy, I'd say about 98% of this was serious. This wasn't a put on. Well. So he wants to know. So I'll tell you what, maybe I can sprinkle my ashes on his. Uh, Living room floor, if I croak first. How's that? You want to be cremated? Oh, yeah. Where do you want your ashes to go? Oh, I would say the finish line of Pompano would be good. Okay. In fact, uh, maybe Fat Rich and I can argue uh, for eternity about uh, the three horse and whatever. Well, that's that's, a, that's a good idea because, uh, you know, while you're doing, you can do it during the races so that people go up there and while they're waiting for the event can bet. Right. So you have action, too. <laughs> I'm I, had enough, I had enough action yesterday to last a long time, believe that, me. That's a good thing to do for your friends. Yeah. So Let them come and uh, let, let, let Wally Hennessy trample over my ashes on the track after all the terrible things. After Sorry, trample over your going, wallet eh? all these years. Yeah. Hey, listen, not that long. It's the middle of January already, and uh, we got the slots coming in a very short period of time. People are going to be plunging their brains out. Yep. And I don't care what my friend Dick Feinberg says or anybody else. Anybody who says that there aren't um, computer programs that they put these uh, progressive machines on is uh, ill-advised. Let me put it that way. They're ill-informed. They haven't been given the real inside story. Now, with all your contacts, my God, in Vegas and everywhere, you ought to be able to get me the uh, the, the straight story on that. Sure. Or even the crooked story on it. I'll do that for you. I'm serious. You ought to talk to some of your, uh, you know, sideways-nosed buddies and find out what the uh, how those things are programmed. Because... Listen, they've got a master control room. Now, if you can put your player's card in a machine, man, and they can tell where you are in a casino. That happened to me the first time I went to, or the second time I went to Fallsview. 
I put the card in the machine, and the reason that the host has found me is because they, they can tell not only what machine you're at, but how much you're betting. And if they can tell how much you're betting and they can, like, narrow it down, that individual, that means that they can capture every machine in a casino on the computer, right? Yeah. So if they can do that, why can't they control the program on it? Well, don't they advertise at a lot of casinos out there what the payout is? In Vegas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but that but again, keep in mind, that's an average payout over the life of the machine, over the life right. of the program. So it can be like uh, six months, can be a year, can even be 18 months. So the, the key is just catching it at a time when it's in the really uh, hot paying mode. When you it's know. fertile. Right, exactly. There you go. When it's uh, puking the cash out. Yeah. I actually did hit a thousand on the line yesterday and the four hundred three times and still lost my ass. You, know, you, you got to hit some pretty heavy duty stuff, and it's almost like they know that you had a good day the previous time, you know, because you're not going to have it happen twice in a row too often. Although then I tried playing without the card for a while, Gornish helping. They, they just weren't paying, you know. Isn't that That's true with all paying. gambling. Yeah, yeah, you always give it back. You have a really good day one day, and then you go back too soon. Although, I, you know, I waited till my it's usual like day. Bernard Baruch said the trick is to just, you know, finish up in the black. Yeah. You know, you're gonna, he says you're going to be broke three times in your life and rich three times in your life. And the trick is to end up rich. No, I, I disagree with that. Who the hell wants to end up rich? So you can leave it to all your uh, Klingons? I mean, what's the point of that? I, I, not that I want to end up broke, but I mean, I, yeah, you don't want to like be broke. Enjoy yeah. it now because that guy that called yesterday, he's got a good point. I mean, Christ, 63, an old, doddering uh, fool like me. Any day they could be having a big memorial service in the sky. Wait, this sure is an upbeat conversation. Today. Well, no, that, that's why it was such a such a funny call because it's a, I mean, what a morbid thing. He yeah. wants to know, am I planning a big memorial service when I croak? Do you think it's odd that uh, Howard Stern and Rush Who? Limbaugh, Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh have the same birthday? Really? Today? You know, I was just telling the guys uh, before the show that uh, all that big hoopla about Stern and all the big, and you know, give him credit for that. He got eighty trillion dollars worth of free promotion, but it's all over now. You know, yeah. I mean, the, after one day, because he even himself he admits that uh, he's broadcasting to a small fraction of what he was on regular terrestrial radio. And number two, uh, what's there to say now? You know, he said a few uh, F-bombs and whatever, and, and that's it. That stock he's, goes he's, down he, every day. He, he is going to find himself very marginalized after a period of time because he's going to be, nobody's going to be talking about him no more. It's, uh, it's the way it is. Anyway, the memorial service, and I'm sure you'll be there Monday. I will. It's at 2.30. 2.30 on Monday at the um, Gardens Memorial Park uh, North Military Trail. It's, uh, yeah, it's in Boca. Right, 4103 North Military Trail, 2.30. And everybody is invited. It says various radio, TV personalities, which uh, that's you in both cases, and community leaders, which leaves you out, are expected to attend the memorial and eulogize Skipper Chuck. There's a nice picture of him there, too, with that uh, Skipper's outfit on. Yeah. Did you see that? I did not, no. Oh, from about 100 years ago, but now he's got the cat hat, the Skipper's hat and holding. The Herald oh, had a, a, a whole page on Chuck. Uh, over the weekend with pictures yeah. and uh, tributes. Yeah, but he made people. it to 80. Now, I'm not going to say that we're you know, glad that he checked out, but 80's not bad, you know. You know something? Chuck was in pretty good shape. I played golf with him a year ago. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what did it. Yeah. He was, you know, walking briskly around the course, and he yeah. was fine. Now, what did he but have? He had a stroke. Oh. Well, it seems to be a lot of that going around these days. Yeah. Oh, and then come to find out, I got an article in my huge pile today about Ariel Sharon and about how the Israelis lied through their teeth after the first stroke about his brain damage for political reasons, and they didn't want to let on that uh, he was in real bad shape after the first one. It's kind of like that Dick Clark business again. 
So let me ask you something. Is Sharon, who seems to be making progress, oh, is yeah. he going to host the New Year's Eve celebration in Jerusalem this year? He took the words out of my mouth. I was just going to say, Rosh Hashanah, he's going to reach out and grab a couple of pieces of uh, a couple of potato latkes for Hanukkah. Yeah. I already said the other day he moved his uh, left arm because they held up, it's almost Purim, and they held up a tray of homentashen, and he reached for it. Well, that's almost true. You yeah. know what they did? They were talking about his favorite dish of uh, lamb and whatever. Lamb and uh, seriously, and this is not a joke. When they when he had the first stroke and they described, I was in Amsterdam and I was watching on uh, BBC and they described the meal he had the night before he had the stroke: lamb chops and hamburgers and shish kebab and for dessert two huge pieces of chocolate cake. I can't imagine why he had a stroke. Can you? <laughs> Jesus God, seventy-seven years yeah, old. Yeah, he would have been a lot he, better off if made, when they brought the cake out, he just said small piece for me. He made you look like Miss Twiggy for crying out loud. That's how huge he was. Small piece for me. Yeah, tiny piece. Yeah. Michael Corleone was there. Cake. Remember that scene in Godfather Three of a lot of other ridiculous scenes in that movie. Here he's a diabetic who kept going into these seizures. Remember that? Yeah. Numerous times he kept going, and he's at the. Uh, get together there and he's offering K a piece of cake and he's eating it. Yeah, but he just had small piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like the scene where he's meeting with the uh, guy the, the bishop that turned got uh, chosen to be the pope. Remember that? Yes. He's a good, he's a good man. And uh, all of a sudden he started and they brought him the candy and yeah, the orange yeah, juice. The orange juice. Yeah. Yeah, those priests, man, they always got something sweet around, I'll tell you that. Usually a couple of altar boys. I got a great story about that too, about a bishop who was abused by a priest as a young man, and he wants uh, sex abuse victims to be given more time to sue the Roman Catholic Church. You go, Father. You go, Pops. How do you like that? You talk about sweeping stuff under the carpet. Very tragic. But you know as well as I do that nothing in life is what it appears to be. Most people are full of crap. Definitely. As long as, long as we know that going in. It's so one good thing about getting a little bit older. You're not as gullible and as idealistic as you were as a, a young person. Uh, that's that's for now, sure. Some people would call that being cynical. I would call it being a little more worldly wise. You know? Yes. Although Real. I will say I will say this to switch gears a little bit. I mean, I don't know about you, but and of course I'm not in the building, so I can't feel the vibes, the vibrations. I'm sure on the one hand there's a lot of nervous Nellies running around, especially in sales. But uh, and on the other hand, everybody is like so upbeat now, you know. And I find myself actually doing uh, a lot more work each day. Not that I didn't do a little bit of show prep about you know 20 seconds every day, but because uh, I feel like uh, there's some purpose to it now. There's a lot of there are a lot of mini meetings going on back in the sales area. Look at that! The first page of my log just came through. We we're having some technical problems, George, and like I told you, it was on your end. It was on well, your you end. Hostile, man. It's what? not like you invented that fax machine. What fax machine? The one that you're using. If it's on your end, it's no reflection on you. No, that's not the point. But there's no point in my constantly going through all these gyrations here when we always know it's, it's on all that part end. Of because the there, there are too many fingers in the pie. I already told you about that. About all the all the gremlins who are running around so in here. All, all the people that have the keys to every room. What the hell is Robert Grieper doing with having keys to all the studios in here? A creep like that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, exactly. He's got that's how many keys he's got. He's got nine keys to every room. I wonder if he's got that's the keys. So that, to... I, I'll tell you why he has them. Yeah. In case somebody left some pizza behind one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's part of his new assignment. That yes. could be it. Good yeah. point. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you saw Mo. <laughs> oh no. Uh, we got to the whole crop. I almost today. got we're through the whole yeah, thing. You're bad. You are really, You need to go to reform school. You brought it up. The hell I did. You mentioned Griper. Yeah. Oh, so in other words, that guilt by association? Yeah. 
Reaper is a Klingon. Whoever show they put him on, he's sucking up. That that's him. That's why he's still there. In fact, I should have talked. Next time I talk to Joe, I'll be sure and single him out for special abuse. <laughs> because if anybody deserves it, what a phony. I shall call him Mini Me. <laughs> <laughs> Good Canadian boy there, Mike Myers. Well, listen, on that note, now today I'm sure after taking a day off yesterday, you really, you did the right thing. You you, you zigged and I zagged, and zagging was not the right move. Yeah, I'm, uh, I should have kept I'm off it in my pocket Saturday. until Saturday. Well, Saturday for me, too. Yeah. I'm going to go back and get back everything I lost yesterday. Do you believe me? Well, double team. No. no. Yeah. Well, we'll give it our best shot. That's all you can do is just give it a shot. Yep. Now, let's see. You like the uh, Patriots uh, or Denver? Patriots. And let's see, who else is playing? Washington and, uh, don't tell me. Seattle. Seattle, oh, right. You said not to tell you. Seattle's going to win that game. I agree. Washington's got no offense. No. And I, didn't I tell you Mark Brunel sucks? I don't care how many games they won in a row. Well, I gave his numbers defense. out earlier They today. won it with defense, not he's, with offense. Mark Brunel. His last three games, he hasn't gone over he, he 114 was bad. yards. years ago, he was a crap. So Seattle will kick their ass. And then who are we leaving out? What about the other two? Indianapolis-Pittsburgh. Well, you know how I'm rooting for in that game, which I would never root for Pittsburgh, but in this case I'll make an exception. And who do you like? Uh, I'm going back and forth on that one. I haven't decided yet. I'll let you know yeah. tomorrow. And the Bears are playing uh, who? Carolina. Carolina. Oh, Carolina's going to kick their ass. I, I'm going with Carolina. Carolina looked good last week. Inexperienced quarterback theory. They looked really good last week, Carolina. Nothing could be finer than to get out of Carolina. Yeah. Well, the Bears are tough at home. Their defense is 25 points better than anybody else. You know the biggest problem in the Carolinas? Too many Goyam. You know what? There is a. I think I've talked to you about this before. There was yeah. always a, a hardcore, small, powerful Jewish population. In there. Charlotte. Yeah. Right. Western Carolina. In yep. fact, there was a great humorist. Greensboro. Harry Golden. That's the one. Harry Golden. The well, Carolina Israelite. Oh, leave it to a guy named Goldberg to know Harry Golden. Right. I used to read his books. He was a funny guy. He yeah. was great. He was very good. And you know who else was great was Alexander King. They used to be on with Jack Parr all the time. Yeah. Do you ever remember him? Yes. Very, very funny guy. I read his books. Of course, he's dead. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what. I'll give you my arrangements tomorrow. Well, let's promote that today. I'm going to give you my, my funeral arrangements tomorrow. We'll, we'll figure out where we're going to sprinkle the ashes, and that guy can make his yeah, plans let's now. Let's wait a while before we pick a date, though. Yeah, we won't pick the date, but we'll just start making the plans. You can never start planning too far ahead. Okay. Well, have a great day. And, uh, no, I'm not playing up. today. I know. I was just going to say, save it all up for Saturday for the big plunge. I'm going to work on football today, so I have nothing but winners. All right. See ya. See ya. God, is that thing real? No. I couldn't if I tried. So, honey, let's get married. Even though we're two guys. Don't go breaking my heart. Elf and you are the best. Oh, David, I wear a tuxedo. Ooh, and I'll wear the dress. Our wedding day. Ooh, now we 
See, that's an oldie, but they brought it back a good timing, though, right? They're going to bring back some oldie. There might as well be a reason for it, wouldn't you say? No? No, I'm sorry. I'm talking to uh, engineering. About? About the fax machine. Well, how come it's working now? See, that fax that you got from me earlier, I didn't do anything different. It just decided to go through that time. But it's not going through. In other words, it's, it's faxing when it wants to. We're connecting when we want to. I don't understand. The log came through yeah. just fine. From another, we had to and go through another fax machine. Oh, I see. Said so the, uh, there's something in the building, man. I think, is what it is, because it could be... Uh, there's something in the building. Maybe Joe can get like a, uh, have the, like a building lobotomy. An exorcism, I think. Right. <clears throat> Let's get Father Marin on the phone. Anyway, this fax came through. Now, where did you send this one from? Well, what, what, what just went through? The one about the channel WTVJ. Really? It did go through? Yes. Okay, I only tried ten times to get that thing through there. I guess one of them was good. Well, there you go. Just keep trying. Just yeah. keep banging it. It's, uh, I think it's the phone company. <laughs> oh, here we go again. Anyway, this is an important fact, maybe, for people that actually watch Channel uh, 4 or 6, whatever it is, 6, that used to be 4. Sources tell Florida News Center that changes are coming to, w's, uh, to Miami's WTBJ. Veteran anchor, anchor Tony Cigaretto is out as the 11 p.m. co-anchor. Oh! Well, I bet you that's going to deflate his big pompous ego. Hey, Tony, you're a silly person, okay? You're not a news guy. You were a silly sports guy. Now you're supposed to be a credible news guy. Who are you kidding, Tony? Go back to UM, man. And he'll be replaced by current weekend evening anchor Michael Williams, who's very good, by the way. Don't you think? Yes. Joel Cut. Boy, you are having issues. Um, yeah, I am. Well, listen, no, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I could understand well, if we had important stuff to fax up here. No. All I know is that my stuff here, my goods are just fine, okay? Right. Everything here is working just fine. Oh, we're fine. Joel Connable will fill Williams' spot on the weekends. WTVJ will also be getting a new graphics package by the end of January. It says, stay tuned for further details. And whoever sent this says, thank God, Cigaretto sucks. Amen. He just, uh, you know, I know he's a good buddy with Hank, that's why. I better not bring it up. At least not in the crossover. But uh, bye-bye, Tony. You're a silly person with a big ego. Remember when he and, uh, what was Sloppy Veloppy? Remember, of course, she's not there either. <laughs> no, seriously, remember yeah. her when they both wanted yeah. to be taken to uh, work in a limousine every day? Oh, get out of <laughs> here. Talk about it. If you're going to have a big pompous ego, you better have something behind it, okay? <laughs> like a lot of talent is a good idea. 1,483 votes on the poll uh, from yesterday. I got Eric so confused in these polls. By the way, Eric, uh, I did send that uh, thing, and it didn't get there and got lost in the mail, so I'll replace it immediately today, right after the show. Lost in the mail. What a concept. The best regional food in the USA, 1,483 votes. New York pizza wins going away. We had a pretty good battle going on there for a while, but New York pizza pulled away in the stretch. All for me! 240 votes for New York pizza. Philly cheesesteaks, 159. Maine lobster, 112. Mmm. I don't know why I'm going, mmm, because I don't really care about yeah, it. I, I like it, but it's uh, yeah, overrated. Very uh, heavy with cholesterol, man. Sure. Oh, bro. Well, it's all the butter. Except at Emerald Coast. Right. Buffalo chicken wings, 100. Chicago pizza, 98. That did pretty well, because uh, I'm, not, I'm not choosing between, because they're like two completely different products. But let's face it, New York-style pizza is a lot more famous than Chicago pizza. Although when we had the uh, my pie and your mm-hmm. pie, and we've been through this a zillion times. What sure. was the other one? 
that had the real thick Chicago pizza there, and I think they went out of business. Uh, was it Godfather's? No. That, well, no, that, that was uh, another product altogether, Godfather's. Uh, but at any rate, uh, then, then some people found out about it. But unless you've been in Chicago, uh, you don't know what it's all about. New England clan chowder, 95. Man, oh, man, do I, could I go for a big bowl right now? Louisa Cajon, 78. Cuban cuisine, 75. That's that real mushy bean stuff. Right. Southern fried. <laughs> and Jew food is Josh, is, is he as easy as just uh, falling out of bed in the morning? I mean, he just, started uh, this a long time good. ago with no knowledge at all. <laughs> Beans and beans. And a long time ago it got to you, and it still gets to you. Just forget about it. It's just gefilte fish. Okay. Hey, I take that gefilte fish any day of the week, especially with a little horseradish. Can't put horseradish on mushy beans. No, I don't think I've ever had uh, the, the gefilte fish. You haven't? Well, be oh. sure to wash that uh, smegma off at first. Slime. Southern Fried Chicken, 75. Key West Key Lime Pie, 69. Oh, I do love key lime pie. It's very sweet, very heavy. Not like a pecan pie. See, here we go with the food again. I had such a good wood buying. cost me a lot of money to lose a couple pounds yesterday, but well worth it. Tex-Mex, 62. Maryland Blue Crab, 41, for those of you with a thing for crabs. Chicago Hot Dogs, 33. New York Bagels, 32. California Barbecue, or Carolina Barbecue, 31. Cincinnati Chili, 27. Wisconsin Bratwurst, 22. Boy, I love a good brat. I wonder if the ones in the Wisconsin are as good as the ones in Germany, if they're, like, authentic. You know what I mean? Well, let's find out. Well, let's, uh, let's get some scent. New England Grinders, 21, or Hoagies, or Subs, or whatever you want to call them, but they're Grinders, and they're great. San Francisco Sourdough Bread, 19. Rochester White Hots, 19. Jerk Chicken, 14, but don't kiss it. Texas Barbecue Brisket, 13. Jerk Pork, 13, but don't. Uh, Creole, 12. Chicago Polish Kielbasa, 7. New York Water Dog, 6. Uh, what's the point, you know? Uh, Texas Blue Bell Ice Cream, which I think is a brand name, isn't it? It's got to be. Right? I guess. Oh, I've never heard of it. So. Three. I, I don't know. Well, there, I guess there are regional ice creams around. I'm trying to think of, uh, like, Schrafts, which also makes candy. Uh, once upon a time, made ice cream. I don't know if they still do. And, like, Brigham's in uh, Boston. But if we start putting, like, every every regional product by name, we'd have a list of, like, 20,000. Mexican chorizo. Why do we have to put Mexican? I don't know. Just, Spanish, just chorizo, wherever Spanish it is, a whole bunch of Julio is three. Oh, yeah. Look out for that Spanish sausage. Man, be careful how you cut it. Polynesian food, too, and Texas smoked sausage appear out of almost 1,500 votes. we got the new poll up there. How do you like that, man? We're poll intensive this week. In fact, I'm just uh, right now going to fax Eric the polls for the next uh, 25 years. 1026 already at QAM, our award-winning lineup today. Mo Howard David at 2. Mad Dog from Smoky Bones Barbecue from 4 to 6.30 in Fort Lauderdale. Panther preview at 6.30. I knew they'd finally play another game eventually, and it's against the girls' team, the St. Louis Blues. That must be a home game right there in the Macarena, right? Josh? Well, it says versus. You know, I wish uh, Clarence would start clarifying. I'm sure it is. Panthers and the St. Louis Blues, 7 o'clock, and Eddie Kay after the hockey game tonight. Another break already? This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Hurricanes basketball Saturday. The Kings take on the North Carolina Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. Hurricanes warm up starts our coverage at 11:30 a.m. It's ACC basketball, baby. Right here, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Hurricanes blow. Come here, come here. 
Francis McDormand, who we just love like yes, crazy. Yes, like to take her to so lunch. So let me tell you the ending. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad but, news. By the way, uh, the preliminary report is that it's something, because, you know, our fax machine here is on a network. Yes. Uh, so it's got to be something to do with that. At least that's their primary theory well, What do you right mean now. it's on a network? What, Our ABC? Phone. Exactly. Well, what you know, does that mean it's like on a, a network? In an office building, we, uh, you know... The inter- office it's like, it's like the internet situation. In other words, uh, all for one, one for all. All that other yeah. crap. Like the, uh, That's it. We don't have like a direct line to the outside world. We have to go through the Very, system. very sad. Well, look, uh, next time that happens, don't uh, have me potching around with stuff. Although, like I said, I could use the exercise. Bad news. This is strictly for Chicago people. Did you ever hear a man cow? Because I never heard him. Yeah, we talked about him the other day. But I, like I said, I never right. heard him. Oh, no, uh, only on the news, like, whenever they show clips of the show, sometimes they'll have footage of him doing the show. And other, what bits did you say he was on? Updog, the Fargo yeah. phone scan. Oh, i got to play What's Updog in honor of a man cow's uh, and, sidekick uh, there. One he of does all the yelling guy, Anger Anderson. That's right. Him. That's him. Yeah, but most of those we can't play anymore. Sure we can. The yelling guy? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Let me let me just try one. And I guarantee I'm going to have to, like, probably cut it off. Sure, I'll not pick one. All right, you pick one. Is the yelling guy Anger Anderson? Women have a shelf life. Okay. Uh, what about... Hey, Pukes, this yelling guy, Anger Anderson. So some radio losers in Dallas decided it'd be funny to use the N-word while describing Tiger Woods. But here's what's confusing me. Some people are surprised. Listen, these people f- their sisters. There isn't a full set of teeth in the city of Dallas. I'll tell you what there is in Dallas, though. There's a football team called the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm not sure, but there might be some black guys on the team. Here's my prediction. Some radio station dorks are about to get their ass kicked. <laughs> what was wrong with that? Nothing at all. He's got a good one on Anna Cornicope. Tennis girls, I like that. Oh, Cowboy Ray, a recurring character on Man Cow's Morning Madhouse, died Tuesday night. <gasps> As a result of lingering injuries from a hit-and-run accident. The Chicago Tribune reports that on November 20th, Cowboy Ray, whose real name was Ray Hofstadter, had just left the Bohica Bar and Grill on Chicago's southwest side when he was hit by a car while crossing the street. He was taken in in critical condition to Advocate Christ Medical Center, where he received initial treatment and was subsequently moved to Holy Cross Hospital, where he died on Tuesday. An autopsy was to be conducted today. I wonder, I wonder if that guy that called yesterday is going to be going to that funeral. 
We'll be sure and keep you <laughs> impressed with the arrangements. Well, I mean, Cowboy Ray wasn't all that famous in Florida, but nevertheless, he's a pretty well-known guy. The Tribune says the vehicle that struck Hofstetter fled the scene, and the driver still hasn't been found. Man Cow's offered a $5,000 reward for information leading to the apprehension of the driver. Cowboy Ray was first invited to appear on Man Cow's Morning Madhouse ten years ago after frequent phone calls and drop-by visits. Aha! You see, he became, hard enough. He became known as the resident expert on such <laughs> random things as cuckoo clocks and the 60s TV show Dark Shadows. Cowboy Ray also started a TV commercial promoting the Morning Madhouse, and now he's dead. Some slime ball. Well, speaking of dead people, all you people with your crazy religions, man... See, you, you can't really single out because they're all, I think it was right. uh, the Orthodox, they're davening at the Wailing Wall in Israel, and uh, they're rocking back yeah. and forth. And then, of course, the Muslims on the magic carpets with their heads in each other's ass. And now, just to show you how uh, pedestrian that kind of exercise is, now we've got everybody schlepping to the Hajj, the Hajj pilgrimage in Saudi Arabia. Dozens of people are reported to have been killed in the stampede during a symbolic stoning ritual. Oh, we've got to play that bit, too, about the guiding Shiite. Oh, yeah, one of my favorites. Government officials said the number of people killed in the Muslim holy city of Mecca was unknown. Mecca, who did that? Gene Pitney sang Mecca, I think. I'll look it up. Boca Brian will know. Mecca, that's before you were born. But news agencies put the toll in the dozens and maybe higher than 50. Reuters said its journalists counted at least 50 bodies lined up on the ground and covered in white shrouds. Oh, yeah, they're all snappy dresses over there at the Hajj. The Arab TV news station Al Arabiya reported dozens of pilgrims were killed. A U.S.-based religious scholar who arrived shortly after the stampede said it was a heartbreaking scene. Looking at the amount of ambulances brings tears to your eyes, he said. The stampede, like others in the past, happened during the stone-throwing ritual in which the pilgrims stone a symbolic devil. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't why? Have, I don't have Mecca. But I do have our theme song here for the Town Without time. Pity? Right. No, it's not for the theme song, yeah. I like Gene Pitney a lot. Sorry, step oh, over here. I think he's still alive, too, Gene Pitney. Probably don't look too good anymore, but nevertheless. I got a gigantic pile here. We'll probably sneak in a few phone calls. Now, here's today's poll. Uh, what is it? What did you uh, hate most? We did the one the other day, and somebody suggested we do this and to make him happy, and I think it's okay. It's pretty good. What did you hate most about your childhood? I mean, the other day we did the one about what you liked or missed most. What did you hate most about your childhood? 307 votes already. Not having money, 60. Getting dragged to church, 56. That was a late addition this morning before the show. What did I tell you? Mm -hmm. Getting dragged to church or shoal or the hodge. Oh, I hate getting dragged to the hodge and getting caught in that stampede, don't you? It's like going to a soccer game. A lot of crazy people. 56. School, 47. Getting bullied, 43. Getting dragged to visit relatives, 34. My parents, 20. That's what I voted for. Not that I hated... Well... <laughs> I was going to say, so many hated choices my mom. on here for me. Yeah, my parents. They, see, I knew at a very young age that they were like uh, parentally challenged. It just wasn't their bad. Huh? Spankings, 13. Being abused, 12. Being treated like an infant, 8. My neighborhood, the old hood, 7. was horrible. Mom is cooking, 4. And going hungry, 3. Well, you wouldn't have gone hungry if you'd eaten mom's crappy cooking. Oh, yeah, I would have. Would you? <laughs> oh, by the way, well, got... she probably made a lot of mushy bean stuff, you know. Right. I got a fax here. I, this is a personal thing. I'm not going to forward it along to address me. Well, there's nobody on two anyway. I was just punching up a call. That's yes. Right. And Richard wants to know how to do something with uh, with his computer and wants my help, but he doesn't have any contact information on his fax at all. Oh. Richard, be happy to tell answer your question, Richard. But uh, how the hell do I get hold of you? Yeah, exactly. Plus, how much are you charging him for that info? Twenty dollars a minute. Okay. WQAM, hello. 
Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, can I talk to Josh for a second? About what? <laughs> Why, you want a date? No, I just wanted to ask him a question. About what? I don't know. Just wanted to talk to him. Like I said, you lonely? No. The no. Boy, what do you want to talk no. about? No. <laughs> no. Five six seven oh five sixty. Like I said, I'll sprinkle a few of those in there today just to keep you in a good mood. But if you could scream, I right. called at home. That'd be something too. I got a heavy, heavy pile today, man. WQAM. Hello. Neil, bad news. Neil, they're going to give Biscayne Boulevard a facelift. Yeah, I know that. I read that yesterday. Yeah. They're going to get rid of all the hotels and the prostitutes. No, no, they're not. They're going to put the prostitutes, take them out of the hotels, and put them back out on the street like in the good old days. All the hookers and the hustlers back on Biscayne Boulevard, just like the good old days. WQAM, hello. QAM, yes, sir. Hey, Neil. How's yep. going? Hey, um, I know you got school on there, but can you put teachers, just the word teachers alone? Or is that, uh, is I would that think that probably your teachers were in school. Yeah. You know, that would probably be one of the reasons you hated school is because, yeah. No, I hated uh, school because of the janitor. Yeah, how about the classroom? How yeah, about those, the smell in the classroom? Desks. And yeah, and those crappy little uh, cramped desks, you know? Right, and the sound of chalk on you the chalkboard. sitting in those, and the sound of the fingernails scraping on the chalkboard. And kids farting in class right uh, kitty corner to where you're sitting, you know, and there's nothing you could do. You couldn't get up and run. All of those, all of these All of these things. things. WQAM, hello. Neil, can I talk to George? <laughs> <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. I yes, got one for your poll, if you don't Who mind. Do you want to talk to? Do you want to talk to Josh, George? No, I just want to Joel? talk to Neil, which is okay. you. It's me. Now, getting picked uh, last on the uh, for the athletics, at, you know, for the basketball team or whatever. Getting humiliated. You, you, you too, huh? Yep. Well, I'm okay. short, so they want to pick me for the basketball team. You fairy. No, no, that's not it. I didn't say that. That was uh, just a voice. Somebody on a phone. All right. Huh? Okay, thanks, pal. Thank you. You. Getting getting picked last for uh, sports. Okay. Right? You know what he's talking about. Nope. Actually, actually, I used to, I used to get picked like second to last because there was actually uh, in my gym class there was like a, a real uh, screamer. I mean, much was, more uh, wimpy and huh? MOP, middle of the pack. Much more um, ineffectual. And I used to like uh, put the basket and the biscuit. I mean, the yeah. hoop, uh, whatever it is. I wasn't that bad on basketball. I had a little trouble holding the ball though. That's not what I heard. Well, I learned later on. 10.41 at QAM. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. They rode from Fairfax Mountain to Cowpoke Chaps and Chats. There's not much strange about them outside their garter straps. Way back then in the Christian West, rednecks were day after day yes. with man's legs wrapped around them. A squeal with cowboy pride. The bullets fly from the guns they shoot. With double-fisted fun There's been other gay cowboys too John Wayne was Marion His name was Marion They rode from Fairfax Mountain To pretty cowboy guys 
on saddle, they come mountain with some help from Parents, by the way, got very emotional about the whips and moans at the end of that bit. Were you aware of that? No, I wasn't. You got all uh, whipped up to a frenzy. 346 votes on the poll. What do you hate most about your childhood? Getting dragged to church has moved into the lead, 67, and rightfully so. I voted for Huh? That's what I voted for. Not having money, 64. Of course, you go to church often enough, and you won't have any money left because they want it all. School, 52. I wonder if that includes the teachers in the classroom and the smell. No, just well, How about the line. smell in the gym? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Nasty. Uh, getting bullied, 46. Getting dragged to visit relatives, 37. I wasn't too crazy about that. My parents, 26, but then again, they were the ones that kept dragging me. Spankings, 15, as opposed to the ones the other day who liked it. Being abused, 13. Being treated like an infant, 9. My neighborhood, 7. The old crappy hood. Mom's cooking, 6. Going hungry, 3. And getting picked last for sports, solamente uno, so far. Now, now we got a new number. The number is rising by the minute. In the Hodge, it's now more than 100 that have been killed in the stampede. Really? And let me just read that one sentence again. The stampede, like others in the past, happened during the stone-throwing ritual in which the pilgrims stone a symbolic devil. Ooh. Couldn't they just call in Father Marin for a little exercise? And, you know, see, now you know as well as I do that most people, since most of the people we're talking to are not Muslims, they look at that and they think, ah, what a ridiculous, asinine religion. And, you know, right. Right. Well, guess what? Manistana halala hazeh. You know, what? Exactly. why is this different from any other religion with all the trappings and the crapping? Uh-huh. And speaking of that, what a good segue into this first story today. An American bishop revealed yesterday that he was touched inappropriately by a priest 60 years ago saying he wanted to discuss the abuse when he thought it would do the most good. Auxiliary Bishop Thomas Gumbleton who wants sex abuse victims to be given more time to sue the Roman Catholic Church, All right. is believed to be the first U.S. bishop to disclose that he was a victim of sex abuse by clergy. Bishop Gumbleton told CBS Evening News anchor Ancient Bob Schieffer that it was difficult for him to disclose the information. I tend to be quite a private person. I don't like to talk about things like this. And yet, at this particular instance, it seemed that it could be helpful. I've been in touch with many victims. I know how important it was to them, he'd be saying. Gumbleton, 75, spoke Wednesday in support of an Ohio bill that would remove time limits that have prevented past victims from suing the church over their alleged abuse. Some perpetrators haven't been exposed yet, and the only way to ensure they are is through the courts, he said. Ohio bishops have agreed with extending the time limits for future abuse cases, but have vigorously lobbied against the provision allowing a one-year window for victims to sue over abuse that happened up to 35 years ago. I regret that we need this type of legislation, but I insist we do need it, Gumbleton said before meeting with lawmakers who are undecided on the bill. Gumbleton serves in the Archdiocese of Detroit, the fifth largest in the USA, with about a million and a half Catholics in six Michigan counties. Gumbleton said he was a seminary student in Detroit when a priest took him and other boys to a cabin northeast of the city. The priest started wrestling with him playfully, then he put his hands down Gumbleton's pants. Gumbleton removed himself from the situation. I was able to escape a terrible trauma, he said. Maybe he was just searching for dingleberries. You think? I wonder if he found any. Berries. Probably. He said he understood why some victims never brought lawsuits within legal time limits after reaching age 18, which are two to five years in most states. I have an awareness that I think some other people might not have. He said they would say, of course, you could have brought this forward 20 years ago, but I think I have some understanding of why they didn't and why at this point they ought to have the opportunity to do it. 
Cumberland said he thought about bringing up the incident meetings of bishops, but the timing just wasn't right. The slowing down of Ohio's bill, which unanimously passed the Senate, prompted him to come forward, to come out of the abused closet, so to speak. It seemed to be a very timely moment to do it because I could make a difference for the victims. He said, how do you like that? You go, Bish. What do you call him? Bitch? Bish, uh, whatever. The Bishop. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a, a whole series of these stories about what America is, uh, I don't know if I want to say what it's turned into, because uh, it's what it is. By the just way, like the, huh? it's probably just as well that I can't send you any faxes today. Why is that? I sure receive them, but you know how there are good phone days and bad phone days? Bad fax days, oh, what what's will? Like what? Oh, just like, for example, the latest Howard Stern report. Uh, no, we, we don't yeah. need Howard Stern reports every day, you know? We really don't need that. Because it comes from the same one or two people right. who are trying to tell us. I have no We, we don't care. And neither does anybody else. Who, uh, if we want to hear a story every day, go out and spend the money every month. Otherwise, leave us alone, okay? Why should we be talking about that now when we were talking about him even when he was on the station? Right. Well, what's the point? Especially now that nobody else is either. Right, exactly. Yeah, that, that, the party's over. I hate to break the news to you, okay? If you enjoy his show, no problem. Have a great time, okay? Right. But uh, in the meantime, that, that whole... Sucking up to free publicity, trillions of dollars worth. It's all over with now. So people either subscribe or they're thinking about it or not or whatever, and that's it. And he's removed himself from the mainstream of the media, and that's uh, where he wants to be, or at least. And, he, and they also just released all that uh, stock option money to him, 218 million dollars that he and Buckwald are getting. So they're not going to miss any meals. Maybe he can even get a haircut now. But uh, the, these people are obsessed and think, and think that we share the obsession. Forget about it. Really, you're right. It wears you out, doesn't it? Yeah, it Just does. like that one of your people, that Julio that called yesterday, well, Canada's not on Syria. Well, too bad. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't come to Canada then, okay? That, that's my best suggestion to you, okay? We don't have no mushy beans here, so don't come to Canada. A federal appeals court has upheld a 55-year prison term imposed on a Utah man with no criminal record who was convicted in 2003 of selling several hundred dollars worth of marijuana on three occasions. Several hundred dollars worth of marijuana, and this guy in America gets... Fifty-five years. That's the American way. You got it. The case of the man, Weldon H. Angelos, a record producer from Salt Lake City who was 22 at the time of his crime, has become a benchmark in the debate about sentencing rules and justice. The trial judge in the case complained in issuing the sentence which was required by federal statutes, and he thought it was excessive. No. And 29 former judges and prosecutors agreed in a brief file on Mr. Angelos' behalf. But... A three-judge panel of the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals made a decision issued uh, late Monday in Denver rejected those arguments. The sentence properly reflected the will of Congress, the court said, and wasn't cruel or unusual punishment. Yeah, it's only 55 years. So I wonder what uh, Chief Timothy's kid is going to get for selling those two million pounds of pot, or trying to. Mr. Angelos, wasn't it 50 million pounds? Mr. Angelos was reported by a witness to have been armed with a pistola during two of the drug sales and requiring stiffer sentences in cases where drugs and violence are linked, the court said, as legitimate social policy. He was armed with a pistola. Didn't shoot anybody that I know of, but nevertheless. Although the district court concluded that his sentence was disproportionate to his crimes, we disagree, the court said. In our view, the district court failed to record proper deference to Congress's decision to severely punish criminals who repeatedly possess firearms in connection with drug trafficking crimes and erroneously downplayed the seriousness of Angelos's crimes. His attorney, Jerome H. Mooney, said the decision would be appealed either for reconsideration by the full court of appeals or directly to the U.S. Supreme Court, such as it is. Oh, and how about poor Sam Alito's wife yesterday? Oh, she left the courtroom. She left the hearing room in tears. Good. She ran out in tears because of the Democrats' attack on her husband and all those true things she said. Somebody uh, should have pushed her down the stairs. 
Give me a break already. We are, I mean, are we talking about kindergarten here? Are we talking about the Supreme Court? You know what really gets to me? You know, you try to tell people before an election what the real important things are. Like, hey, if you put this Nazi in here, you're going to get uh, a Supreme Court stacked way to the right. They're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. They're going to turn a lot of uh, civil rights uh, legislation back. They're going to turn the clock back 50 years or more. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, good point. Well, now what? Huh? Oh, gee, how did this happen? Because you know damn well that this whole exercise they're going through now, this dog and pony show, it is, it, that's all it is, is a dog and pony show. And maybe the Democrats will try to filibuster in the Senate, which I doubt, but right. he'll, get, he'll get confirmed. They got uh -huh. the votes. They got the votes. So when you went out there and voted for all these good Republicans out there, like Mel Martinez, for example, uh, maybe you weren't thinking too good, too straight, about what the, uh, or maybe you like fascism, I don't know. Canadians seem to be in trouble with it now. They're going to put Stephen Harper in charge, who's kind of like Bush Light. Same crap. Fascism is sweeping the world. Just look at that new Nazi pope, baby. Mm -hmm. Make no mistake about it. Fascism is making a big comeback. Oh, never again. Yeah, never again, my ass. All the cliches all the time. See, life is more than just a stupid cliche. Got a story about uh, Bill Push to curb violent video game sales, too. Speaking of people that don't understand the Constitution which is most of your uh, Latino uh, legislators in Florida, by the way, including Senator Alex Diaz de la Portilla. They just make it up as they go along because, you know, fascista rhymes with Batista. And like we were talking before the show, that's uh, the mindset of these people. They love Batista and they love fascista. They, right. You know, that's why they're so anti-communist, because that's too far on the other side. And also, of course, it's connected with that really ugly word, liberal. Ooh. Don't be eating none of them liberal mushy beans. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Charge after charge, the judge repeating all of the facts of, in the prosecution's charging documents and him saying over and over again, Yes, Your Honor. Yes, Your Honor. Yes, Your Honor. He's just a lobbyist who has given lots of gifts before. He's going to be the fifth. They're going to walk him through that prison door. Uh-huh. Indicted for sure. Jack gave him off. He ain't given no innocently. He ripped the people off. I'm dying over here. 11 o'clock straight up and down at 560 WQAM. Happy Thursday, January 12. We're in the middle of January. It's uh, 46 degrees here today. No snow. Aren't you shocked? Yeah, kind of. And don't forget, there's no such thing as global warming. It's just a liberal comic pinko uh, right. piece of propaganda. So stop uh, making it up. Just another anti-capitalist piece of propaganda, the pee on the parade of all those big business tycoons. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you today? Great. Hey, uh, I'm going to kill you with some hockey talk. No, you're not. <laughs> right. Oh, no, no, he's not. Not going to kill me or the audience with any hockey wow. talk. Panthers in St. Louis tonight, by the way. If you want to go see the Panthers, uh, they're playing great at home, and you want to see them kick the ass of a really crappy team, go out and see that game tonight because the Panthers will kick their ass. And then they got Columbus on uh, Saturday. Is it Saturday or tomorrow? Saturday. Another girls' team. So uh, it looks like uh, four more points for your Panthers, by the way. You've got to kill you with some hockey dog. No, thanks. Although that would be a good idea because then we could probably make the arrangements until I got a call yesterday where to come and uh, visit me. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. 
February 7th, the first season of Electric Company. Legend George, no. Oh, and by the way, speaking of that, I thought we had oh, some tickets good. to give away today to uh, Aerosmith. Uh, Whatever happened we're, uh, to that? We're awaiting the details. We're awaiting the details? It's 11 o'clock. From your fat friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't say when or how many or anything like that. So Aerosmith tickets. Anybody yeah. want some Aerosmith tickets? I don't know when they're going to be or where they're going to be or what it's all about or how many we got if we do have any. Or But then again, that uh, figures, because that's your close personal buddy. And you probably want to know why he's sucking around these days, don't you? I, you I, me... I know exactly why. He's <laughs> Not that there's any insecurity in that sales department or ought to be. Man, you talk about some people have been like floating their way through, and they're not the only ones in that building. You'd be amazed. Some of these charity seen... cases have been floating their way through life for a long, long time. You haven't seen this much activity in the Muslim stampede. I'm sure of that. In fact, there are probably going to be a lot of jobs better than those uh, Muslims. You know what I'm saying? Because you call that a consultant? Oh, now don't start picking on him now that he's down in out. Five, six, seven. I want to just get a flurry of calls on here because, like I told you, I got some heavy duty stuff, and there might be 10 or 20 people out there who care about hearing it. I know George does. Huh? Or used to. WQAM, hello. Jack Thompson's coming back. Well, isn't that great? Uh, all three of us said it, boy. Yeah. By the WQIM, way, WQAM, yes. Is it true, Neil? What is that? That you and uh, Mr. G are... Oh, jeez. Like I said, I'm going to my pile. Well, now, what were you just saying? I was just going to say Aerosmith is at the Bank uh, Bank United Center on the 19th with Lenny Kravitz. Okay. Well, can't have everything, now can you? Well, that's uh, still plenty of time. That's a week from today, then, the 19th, isn't it? Next Thursday? Now, who could that be on line 12? It couldn't be fax. that fax again, could it? QAM fax line. Yeah, their fax machine works. Hello? It's not a fax, and it's no. not a voice. It's just a hang-up. We get something different on the bat line just about every day. Good. WQAM, hello. <laughs> I'm playing for the line. Might as well use it for something. WQAM, hello. Hey, Aerosmith, nothing. I want Neil Diamond tickets. All right. We'll send you up to Casino Ram, okay? Maybe you can uh, be in that same bus that uh, kilted over with all them uh, old farts the other day to see Neil Diamond. Don't you dare play any more of that Neil Diamond crap, Okay. <laughs> WQAM, Nutline, hello. I think it's the Bank Atlantic Center, isn't it? The Enter Center, yeah. Josh, you said the other place, which I guess is where uh, the Oh, gee, we should fire Josh for saying no. that, you know. No, 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 I wouldn't want that. You guys are excellent. Not calling yes, up are. to complain, just to straighten out the record, so to speak. Uh-huh. Okay, thanks for straightening us out. We can go on with our day now. So where is it? It's at the Enter Center next. Now, where did you say it was going to be? I guess I said Bank United. It's Bank Atlantic. Bank United. Bank Atlantic, man. You better get with it. The Bank Atlantic rent to Yenta Center. The Bank Divided. Well, it's, uh, they changed the names of that thing so many times already. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? All right. Hey, I work for the post office, and I was delivering the electric bills yesterday. And as I came back up the other side of the street, I heard the shrieks of the customers as they found out what the new electric bill is. Uh-huh. And then when I got home, uh, oh I looked online, God. and I started screaming. Yeah. So uh, the Public Service Commission and the governor did it to us again. Yeah, there you go. Bend over and put a smile on your face. You got it. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, Pally. Okay. Well, if you want to do solid service, all you've got to do is, like, um, you know, burn all those electric bills. Of course, then they'll shut your electric off. Right. And nevertheless, right? Right. When in doubt, toss them out. Take, like, a dime off your... Uh, who was it that was writing that Mike Mayo? He was going to protest by taking off, like, uh, 
What was it? About 30, About 30 man. cent off, uh, yeah, some silly ass crap like that. It's kind of like Chuck Meyer in those quarters on the turnpike. Which, by the way, it was very pleasant to see that the uh, toll on the turnpike now is a dollar. A nice even number there. I remember when it was like 50 cent, and it was 75 mm-hmm. cent, and now it's a nice even dollar. So before you even get to Pompano Park, I'm already in a hole of buck, you know. At least I get my free program and uh, meal. 5670560. Like uh, yesterday, Woodbine, I could have eaten free, although I wouldn't eat that food there, but I could have eaten free for a few grand. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Calls are so good. I'm, you know, I, I got this huge pound. I always threaten to go through the whole thing, but I get so in, enthralled with these, you know what? Yeah, with the calls? WQAM, hello. Like that one was probably one of the better ones. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil, how are you today? All right. Good. Neil, uh, you had to see a couple of weeks ago. I, I haven't heard it reported that uh, Dr. Bill Frisk, we all know who that Nazi is, right? Yeah. His, his family sold some stock, some medical, uh, some medical stock that they had. Yes. And he, and he That's an old he story, yeah. He, well, how much money did he get out of that, Neil? How much money did he get out? I forget. Yeah. $120 million, and he didn't know how much he got. Right. No, he didn't know he owned the stock. He didn't know how much it sold for. Right. I mean, hey, have you Not that he would lie, you understand, because he's I a think, good Christian. I think Mickey Harrison would probably know if he had an extra $120 million laying around. And Mickey would know if he had an extra 120 bucks laying around. Well, exactly. But this guy with a straight face deal. Yeah. Okay, well, calm down, pal. It's not going to change. You know, scandal and lies and people dying in wars. I, I got a story. As a matter of fact, it's uh, by your close personal friend, Doug Thompson, from the rant, Capitol Hill Blue. Bush planned war with Iraq long before 9-11 attacks. I love that guy. Doug, I might, just, I might push that right up toward the uh, top of my uh, pile now. In fact, speaking of my pile, I got to get to it. This, you know, this is all well and good. Yeah, but... stop threatening. Citing concerns about popular video games like Grand Theft Auto, the Florida legislature is moving ahead with legislation that would make it legal to sell or rent violent games to minors. Despite warnings, the measure will be tossed out by the courts as unconstitutional. The bill on Wednesday made it through its first Senate committee hearing where leading Republicans say the state needs to do more to protect children from getting their hands on violent games. Grand Theft Auto, which, by the way, I think Josh Cordes has a copy right now, and he's gonna, they're going to come and drag your ass out of there. I have two Grand Theft Auto. Well, you had. You had, but when you get home, they're going to be waiting for you right at the door. Grand Theft Auto, for example, has come under fire for its violent imagery, as well as the fact that one version of the game instructed players to kill the Cubans and kill the Haitians, man. Children don't have the same kind of maturity and experiences as adults do, said the bill sponsor, Senator Alex Diaz de la Portilla, who's about 100 yards to the right of Hitler. The Miami Republicans said that if the state can prevent children from having pornography, alcohol, and tobacco, it should do the same with violent video games. Left to their own devices, children often don't realize the harm they're causing themselves through the exposure to graphic, sexual, and violent content found in many of today's video games, he said. I think if they want to ban something pornographic and violent, ban the Bible. Amen. This is not the first time that legislators have considered bills to curb the sale of video games to minors, but Diaz de la Portilla predicted his measure has got a good chance of passing. The legislation's model after a California law that's currently being blocked by legal challenges in the state. Meanwhile, prominent Democrats like U.S. Senator Hillary Swillery Clinton of New York are pushing to have Congress consider banning the sale of violent video games as well. Boy, is she pandering or what, huh? First it's burning the flag, and now it's uh, violent video games. Who are you kidding, honey? The panderer. What a bitch. No wonder he was screwing around. Not to mention, of course, the Ice Princess factor. 
The Florida measure would block retailers from renting or selling to a minor any video game that depicts killing, maiming, or sexually assaulting another human being if the violence was depicted in a heinous or cruel or depraved fashion. Is that heinous or anus? Remember famous anus? Yeah. Adults would still be allowed to purchase the games. On Wednesday evening, opinion was divided at GameStop, a video game store in Pembroke Lakes Mall in Pembroke Pines. This is in the Herald. Davy resident Luis Santiago, 15, a 10th grader at Nova High in Davy, said an age limit for buying and renting violent video games should be established. The violence in video games does have an effect on kids, he added. Kids often imitate everything they see, Santiago said. They try to imitate the shooting and the cops they see it as fun. But Miramar resident Samuel Thalmer, 19, who said he's been playing video games since he was about 12, called the bill unfair. Thalmer, a student at BCC, said the violence in the games doesn't add to an increase in aggression among kids. It's the difference between games and real life, he said. Under the proposed legislation, game manufacturers would be forced to place a large 18 sticker on the games, and any retailer that sells a violent game to a minor would be charged with breaking the law and subject to a $1,000 fine. Video game industry representatives, as well as an executive with the video and movie store chain Movie Gallery, told legislators yesterday that the bill wasn't needed and violated the First Amendment. Ah, listen, there we go with that Constitution crap again, you know, just like Bush said, just a piece of paper. Video games are protected speech out of the First Amendment, just like movies, books, and television, said Sally Jefferson of the Entertainment Software Association. Jefferson pointed out that most game manufacturers utilize a voluntary rating system intended to help parents make informed decisions about video games. She said most major retailers refuse to carry games without the ratings, and they don't rate adult-oriented games to minors now. Pembroke Pines resident Miriam Perez said she tries to follow the ratings when deciding which games her children, 11-year-old Samantha, 9-year-old Juan, can play. She supports the proposed bill. She picked out a good one. That would be great, she said. There are some games that are not good for kids. But Senator Ken Pruitt, Republican of Port St. Lucie, said he isn't worried about the major retailers such as Walmart, but rather small independent stores set up in strip malls. He's not worried about Walmart. Well, guess what? Most everybody else is. Or they should be. I'm willing to take our chances in the court, said Pruitt. I think our children deserve no less. Pruitt wants to do it. wonder if he's kin to Greg Pruitt. He used to be running back for the Browns, you think? Doubt it. The State Senate Commerce and Consumer Services Committee passed a bill on a 7-1 vote. Senator Evelyn Lynn, an Ormond Beach Republican, was the lone no vote, citing censorship concerns. Ah, screw that, honey. Why did doubt just toss everything out? Let's bring back, uh, what was that commission uh, the, well, during uh, the movie thing? Hayes. The Hayes Commission, the Gabby Hayes Commission. I got like 400 pages on it back uh, one of these days. While legislators are moving ahead with the bill, fat-ass Governor Bush said he wasn't sure if government needs to ban the sale of violent video games, saying they prefer to leave the job to parents. I think self-regulation is the first step, Bush said. Parents ought to take control over their children's lives. Wow. Wow. Revolution. Your fat-ass governor, what a comedian. Parents ought to take control over their children's lives. What a clown. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Now when I was a young man, the movie I would see about a giant ape on late night TV. He made a lot of money being a big monkey. Jackson, 
1118 at 560 WQM. 435 votes on the poll today. Not too shabby, huh? It's not even 1130 yet. Ooh. What did you hate most about your childhood? Getting dragged to church, 86. Getting schlepped over there for all that uh, pomp and circumcise, all that nonsense. Put that schmata on your head. And then, of course, the Catholics with the beads and the baubles. Remember that song by Kirby Stone uh, 4? Baubles, bangles, and beads. What year was that? 1802. Getting dragged to church, 86. Not having money, 80. School, 68. And I bet you that includes the teachers, the classroom, and the smelly kids. Right. And recess. Getting bullied, 64. Getting dragged to visit relatives, 43. Especially relatives that you never wanted to see again. My parents, 29. Oh, boy. Uh, Spanking, 16. Being abused, 13. Being treated like an infant, 10. My neighborhood, 8. Getting picked last for sports, 7. Mom's cooking, 7. It really sucked, they said. One thing about me, mom's cooking was pretty good. Until the last May, you know, till later on in her life, like the last 30 years. And going hungry, 4. Out of 435. The last how many years? About 30, man. Okay, now let me dig into my pile heavy duty here, because the calls are like, uh, this week, it's just one of those things, you know? They are what they are. Yeah. Right? Like these now, we, had some, we had some informative stuff there, especially after you screwed up the name of the Yenta Center, although everybody knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, I just wanted to set your ass straight. That's all. I want to straighten you out. That's what Doug told me. Now, Doug Thompson writes the rant. Bush planned war with Iraq long before 9-11 attacks. This is fairly long, and you know what? Too bad. Because, no, ordinarily his columns aren't, like, all that uh, lengthy and ponderous. This one is, though. And uh, who cares? President Bush began planning a war with Iraq before we took office on January 20, 2001, and long before the 9-11 terrorist attacks gave him the excuse he needed to push American intelligence agencies to fabricate evidence that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction or plotted with Osama Yamama to attack America. By the way, how's Osama doing? We got him yet? Uh, I don't think about him no more. Bush knew from the get-go he wanted to invade Iraq. It was on his mind before the election and campaign. They'd say he was obsessed with getting Saddam. We'd be on a campaign plane talking about domestic issues, and he would change the subject and start rattling on about what great evil Saddam Hussein was and how if he won the election, he'd finish what his father failed to do, topple Hussein, says campaign worker Jerry Caulfield, who worked for the administration the year before leaving. Others tell similar stories. The terrorist attacks weren't the reason Bush invaded Iraq. They provided the excuse. We will confront weapons of mass destruction so that a new century is spared new horrors, Bush said in his inaugural address, 2001. On January 21st, Bush held his first meeting of the National Security Council in the White House. At that meeting, he ordered the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to draw plans for an invasion of Iraq, as he said, a contingency. On February 16th, in a press conference with Mexico, uh, Mexican President Vicente Fox, Bush said, Saddam Hussein has got to understand that we expect him to conform to the agreement that he signed after Desert Storm. We'll enforce the no-fly zone both north and south. Our intention is to make sure that the world is as peaceful as possible. And we're going to watch very carefully as to whether or not he develops weapons of mass destruction. And if we catch him doing so, we'll take the appropriate action. On February 23rd, in a press conference with British Prime Minister Tony Blair, Bush said, We spent a lot of time talking about our mutual interest in Iraq and the Persian Gulf. And from our perspective, as you know, I made the famous statement that our sanctions are like Swiss cheese. That means they're not very effective. And we're going to work together to figure out a way to make them more effective. But I think the Prime Minister and I both recognize that it's going to be important for us to build a consensus in the region to make the sanctions more effective. Colin Powell left today after lunch to move around the Middle East, collect thoughts, and listen with a policy of strengthening our mission to make it clear to Saddam Hussein that he shall not terrorize his neighbors and not develop weapons of mass destruction. On May 21st, this is 2001, Bush spoke at the Naval Academy in Annapolis. Today, nearly a third of our naval forces are forward deployed overseas. The USS Constellation Carrier Battle Group and its 10,000 sailors are plying the waters of the Persian Gulf, enforcing the no-fly zone over southern Iraq. 
Another 3,800 sailors and Marines stand guard nearby with the Boxer Amphibious Ready Group, deterring any mischief Saddam might contemplate. If anything, Osama bin Laden was a diversion from Bush's obsession with Hussein, a problem that got in the way. On 9-11, as Air Force One headed out of Florida, Bush turned to the Chief of Staff, Andrew Card, and said, Find out how soon we can be ready to go into Iraq. Card told him that preliminary reports pointed towards bin Laden in Afghanistan. Forget effing Afghanistan, Bush responded. Hussein is behind us. I know it. We're going into Iraq. Forget effing Afghanistan. Did we actually eff Afghanistan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they still got uh, iPoppy going over there. Big Tat's their number one uh, industry. Aides who overheard Bush's outburst say Card hustled him away and talked to Bush for more than 30 minutes in private. About 30, man. After that, Bush talked more about bin Laden and less about Hussein. But Saddam and Iraq remained Bush's focus. Kind of like remember on Geraldo, our focus today, our focus, hocus pocus, here's his focus. In his 2002 State of the Union address, he returned to that theme. He said, Iraq continues to flaunt its hostility toward America and to support terror. The Iraqi regime has plotted to develop anthrax and nerve gas and nuclear weapons for over a decade. This is a regime that has already used poison gas to murder thousands of its own citizens, leaving the bodies of mothers huddled over their dead children. This is a regime that agreed to international inspections, then kicked out the inspectors. This is a regime that has something to hide from the civilized world. Pentagon sources tell me, Doug Thompson says, that Bush wanted to invade Iraq first, believing bin Laden was there, not Afghanistan. But Secretary of State Colin Powell convinced the president he needed to cover the widespread support of going into Afghanistan and going after bin Laden. But Bush didn't really care that much about bin Laden. That's obvious. We're not doing much of a job. In March 2002, Bush said he was no longer concerned about bin Laden. We haven't heard from him in a long time, Bush said in the White House press conference, March 13, 2002. I'm truly not that concerned about him. Now, don't go pick it on Sam Alito, by the way. His wife's going to cry right out of the room again. In Bush's mind, bin Laden had never been the issue. He set his sights on Hussein from day one, and nothing, not facts, not truth, not international law, would stop him from doing what he planned to do all along, invade Iraq and launch the most divisive war since Vietnam, where it's good old Dougie Thompson in the Capitol Hill Blue.com. Amen. Well said. Nobody's listening. Nobody cares. But a beep, but a boop, but about. 2,207 dead Americans and people dying like flies there every day. It's like a bloodbath. It's like lunacy. And by the way, we're occupying that country. I just thought I would point that out. Preoccupied? For a very long time now. Yeah, we're preoccupied. And we're going to spend already over $2 trillion of your money. That's worth it. Freedom is on yeah. the market. Too bad they can't rebuild the infrastructure of the, a lot of the cities and like the levees, the levees in New Orleans, all of these things. Because we're spending most of your tax dollars. We're flushing it down the toilet. And, of course, putting it in the hands of people like Halliburton and formerly Enron, all the other good buddies, the corporate buddies of Bush, Cheney, and Rumsfeld, etc., by the way, don't forget to buy that, uh, what's the stuff for the Asian, the bird flu? Oh, Cipro. No, no, not Cipro, the new one. Oh, I Camel don't know. Camel flu. You better get with it, Mr. You don't know. I thought you were supposed to be the drug expert. Camel flu. Camel flu. Only illegal drugs. Yeah, you stick it in your hump. <laughs> and then what? Hump it. Come on, get with it. <laughs> By the way. Camel flu. Wouldn't that be something to turn out the camels had that, uh, whatever that is? Thank you, Power Smoothie. And you know where you take them? Go in the locker room and pump, pump, pump. Yeah. Oh, Power Smoothie came by and brought you what? Right. They uh, brought me a, a like a, a coffee uh, shake, a uh, like an iced coffee shake, mm. and a, uh, a, uh, a bowl of mushy beans. A bowl of mushy beans. Man, right. I feel so Cuban now. Okay, look at that. I feel so Mexican. That's right. Actually, that is a Mexican thing. Yes, it is. Now, just when you go to Taco Bell, which I like a lot, just tell them, please hold the beans. Oh, yeah. Or else you will be. Don't hold them too tight or they'll squish right through your hands, but hold them mushy beans. 453 votes on the poll. Not too shabby. It's just coming up on 1130. What did you hate most about your childhood? Getting dragged to church, 92. Not having money, 84. School, 69. I don't know. School wasn't all that bad. 
That's good things to get out of the house, no, huh? It, it, the teacher could make or break the experience for you. I had some good teachers. I had some good ones, too, and some bad ones. Considering a little hick town like Canandaigua, New York, I had a better. In fact, we had a good high school, Canandaigua Academy. Sounds like real prestigious, doesn't it? It wasn't, but nevertheless. And nobody brought any guns or knives to school. I know that's way back in the day, and we were kicking it ancient style and yada, yada, all that other crap, you know. Can't have no fun without bringing a few weapons to school. School 69, getting bullied 64, which we're all assuming is in school or like after school or in the playground or anywhere you went. Getting dragged to a visit relative's 46. What a pain in the ass. My parents, 29. Now, that, that number, I guess most of you folks have good parents. Josh has got good parents. Yes, he, said. he does. So there's one out of three. Here. Are you starting to chase her, or is that Miguel chasing her around the building again? Well, I'm not starting. No. Spanking, 16. Being abused, 15. That's George's wish now. He wants Josh's mom to spank him right on the ear. Being treated like an infant, 10. Getting picked last for sports. All the guys that stand around and say, You fairy. Nine. My neighborhood, eight. Mom's cooking, seven. And going hungry, oh, hungry only four. I guess those little kids never heard about that soup kitchen. This is Neil Rogers. Probably better than Mom's cooking. This is 562 a.m. Same to Rice Marshall Gary. Clear Channel wants you to show your support in our rally for Pax America. We'll be scheduling one in your town soon. So call your local Clear Channel on the corner and sign up now. All 50 of you will be supplied with our handheld patriotic signs of aid and will be invited to enjoy our Texas-style Christian barbecue while flipping off liberal dissenters. The festivities will be capped off with a community book-burning bonfire. All you have to remember is march forward in lockstep and don't blink your eyes. Hey, what? you blinked your eyes. Be a patriot, not a liberal book reader. The talented Phil Henry was once one of those, so we took him downstairs to the quiet room. We're aware that you're a nice guy, Mr. Henry. <laughs> I was a nice guy myself once. Yeah. Oh, I had my share of liberal views in the past. And I found out, Mr. Henry, that the world is a school of business. Are you sure? There is no need for free thought or creativity. Yeah, but let me say something first. Let me say something. There is only a need for Clear Channel, General Electric, Halliburton, Bechtel, Amico, Chevron, and Shell. Okay. From now on, Mr. Henry. Yeah? You will make all your perverted characters liberal dissenters. Okay. Because, Mr. Henry, yeah. you're a radio dummy. All right, all right. Are you Sure. 1133, 27 till noon. We got the Mo Meister coming along. Mo Howard David did that too. Mad Dog from Smoky Bones Barbecue in Fort Lauderdale, 4 to 6.30. Panther preview, 6.30, 7 o'clock. The Panthers host the St. Louis, San Louis Blues. We ever find out any more about those Aerosmith tickets? No. No. But I'm sure, uh, you know. Isn't that typical that. with what we're dealing with there? Well, you got to. What did he say to you when he called you this morning? He said, Would you be interested in giving away. I mean, away I know what the first thing was he said. But after that, that's right. Would you be interested in giving away some Aerosmith tickets? And uh, you know, I pimped it right across, and you said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And he right. said, "Okay, I'll go set it up." Now look, he's a fat man. You know how you've seen him move or try to. You know, I was in, even in spite of my bad day at Woodbine yesterday, in such a good mood with this new regime we've got now and everything like uh, smelling roses at the QAM. And now you're starting to bring him back into the mix again, as they say. I didn't bring him in. Mix. He did. Oh boy. Well, mix him out. Turn them into mushy beans. I mean, that would feed like a whole city. That would feed Manhattan. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, bad stuff, this just in. More bad stuff. Males armed with baseball bats or sticks. 
attacked and beat three homeless men senseless early this morning in Fort Lauderdale downtown and in the beachside areas, police said. One of the homeless men was listed in critical or life-threatening condition in the area hospital, and the other two were listed serious. I mean, why should South Florida be out there? They just had it lynching the other day in Carolina. Nothing could be finer. So why not uh, try to uh, do a little of business? The attacks occurred between 2 and 4 this morning and involved two to four young white males, Channel 6 says. The attacks occurred near the FAU building downtown on Las Olas, another several blocks uh, west to the Broward Center for Performing Arts in the Himarshi Historical District. What is that? The Himarshi Historical District? Never heard of it. And the third near the Church by the Sea off the 17th Street Causeway. Police believe the incidents are related. Oh, no. Police are reported to have surveillance video of the attack at or near the FAU complex. Go ahead. Get those guys in like blow their brains out. Bunch of crap. Beating homeless people silly. Just, you know, this is what we got now. A bunch of violent lunatics. And it's probably because of those video games that we're watching. That's probably right. Because, don't you think? Wouldn't surprise me if Josh Cordes comes in one day, ordinarily mild manner, and just starts, like, blowing everybody's brains out in that place. I'll give you a list, Josh. That's probably why we had to change management. I think he was right on the verge. You don't give me that raise? Well, bada bing, like that. By the way, uh, Clarence was in there again this morning. Didn't uh, hit him up for that raise. I told you what he told me. And what did he say? Bada beep, bada boop, bada about like that? We have a new regime, and uh, it's, well, uh, it's in the works. It for you. Yeah. I'm going to tell Joe uh, Bell that if we don't get that raise for Josh Cordes, I'm taking a walk right to the refrigerator. Just five away. <laughs> Five, six, seven. I put in a, a lot of good words for both of you guys, okay? Make no mistake about that. I take care of my people. Love the old chicken heck, I forgot, but I guess he already had his meeting. I think he likes yeah. him better than any of us. And mm-hmm. Probably with good reason, too. He's the one with all the talent. No doubt. You never know to look at him, though. <laughs> w- <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, you, I hear you guys talking about the new regime. I was wondering, uh, with the new regime, are you going to be able to get your fart sounds back? Uh, I didn't uh, bring that up yet. Let, let, let's ease into this, you know, before we start pushing for stuff. No, oh, man. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm, I'm all blocked up. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. You know, that, that, see, that to me is just so sad. All these people, well, you're going to get your fart sounds back? You're going to go to bed for us on that? Yeah. I'll tell you what. All you people out there, sit there and make your own fart sounds. Just be careful how hard you squeeze. But, I mean, you know, enough of that already. I'm more concerned with certain nouns than the fart no, sounds. No, no, seriously. I think since we lost, I mean, you realize we're coming up to the second anniversary of that Janet Jackson crap, which mm-hmm. is just a convenient excuse. Just like 9-11 was a convenient excuse to go into Iraq, the uh, Janet Jackson crap at the Super Bowl two years ago was just a convenient excuse for all these Nazis to come down the word police. Oh, you can't do this, and we're going to find you $80 trillion, and you can't do that. But it but be like that. And it's just a matter of time before they start to go in after the, um, the uh, satellite radio. You know, it's just a matter of time. And then, of course, uh, they're already uh, still thinking about, well, how are we going to regulate cable TV? They haven't got any business regulating cable TV. It doesn't come over the air. It comes on a wire into your house. That's like regulating what you stick in your pop-up toaster, you know? Just wait. Well, that could be next. Only white bread, buddy. Yeah. And then, like, like if you have a chicken breast in there, like or chicken wings, breast. we're only, only going to be able to eat the, the right wings from the chicken, not the left wing. And no dark meat. No, that's for damn sure. And no uh, females, no uh, whatever those are, hens, no Bullet. old hens. It's just really pathetic. And like I said, the public is obsessed with crap, and that's uh, what they've done very, very well. They just keep people busy with garbage and trying to stay alive. And, oh, uh, here's, uh, here's Survivor uh, Ogis going to be on tonight, and here's uh, America's uh, most pathetic uh, idol, and all this other garbage. Swill. That's what America's all about now is swill. 
That should have been Dan's last line, you know? Oh, we're fine. Swill. Oh, we're swill. 5670560. Oh, I don't know why I keep giving those numbers out. I got some very, I see a huge pile, and I got to get to every one of them. It'll take us to at least midnight. You know what? Good. I don't know where all this stuff came from. It's just one of those days. Right. I don't know why we're so newsy, though, you know? How come you guys are so newsy? WQYN, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? All right, Pally. Listen, it's a great day today because they're saluting Captain Mark Messier. The yeah. greatest captain. Okay, good. I'm real happy to hear it. WQYN, hello. Hey, Neil, one for your phone. Yeah. Yes. Being black. Well, how about your adulthood? Ah, uh, you learn to use it for your advantage. Really? Affirmative action. <laughs> okay. I guess we could put that on there. What? What? He hated growing up as a black person. Don't you understand? I think I can but relate to that. Isn't he still? He just got he just got through saying you didn't hear it. He said I you were to use it to your advantage. No, okay. He's probably got some big high paid job that he used because he's uh, right. you know. I'm sure he's still using it to his advantage. Totally unqualified, but he muscled his way in there and said, "Hey, you either hire me or we're going to sue your ass." I said, okay, okay, whatever you say. Uh, people don't really do that, do they? They probably even got some Popeyes chicken coming free for lunch every day too. He learned to manipulate the uh, system. Nice going, Pally. We're with you. As long as you're not too dark. Those real dark guys I get real nervous about, you know? Like, uh, I'm trying to think. Although Sidney Poitier is very black. He's right. real, real dark, like, uh, what would you call that color of black? Uh, mocha latte. No, no, sir. No, no. Get out of here. Sidney Poitier? No, he's, um, like, that's like blue. Haley, Haley, Barry, you're right. thinking of, huh? Wesley Snipes. How about Ebony? And Ivory. Right, there you go. Halle Berry can be the Ivory, or Malcolm can be the, uh, both. She can be anything she wants to be. There you go. Well, there's that movie. And what was that movie where she was, like, uh, doing all the stuff? Monster's Ball. Monster's Ball. That was it. it was, and what did I decide about that movie? That the ending was too abrupt. Yes. See, you only liked it because she was doing even, even though you protested about how gratuitous no, the I second one was. It was abrupt, but uh, nevertheless, yeah. uh, it was accurate. It just, it, I'm sorry. It was just, it was ludicrous. I mean, first of all, she was dumber than sawdust, but now all of a sudden she sits back on the porch in that chair and she's thinking, oh, well, he's all I got, and That's isn't it. it great that I got something and uh, something, a little something, something. That's it. Yeah. Got a place to live. And from what I hear, that's what he did have, a little something, something. This is Neil Rogers. This little. is 562 AM. We don't have any National Guardsmen because they're all fighting a war in Iraq right now. Not the National Guard. Pardon? Not the National Guard. No National Guard in Iraq? Not, not there's no National Guard, uh, no. <laughs> when she took the stage on New Year's Eve, I thought that I might die. And I couldn't look away, I say, no matter how I tried. It was like she had two watermelons underneath her dress. She looked like a combination of Miss Piggy and Mae West. Oh, Mariah. You must tell us, please. When you let those puppies go, do they wind up around your knees? I'll never forget the time it was 11:35. That's the very moment I realized that her boobs were alive. They were bobbing, they were jumping, they were begging to get loose. And I think the only thing bigger on her was her caboose. Oh, Mariah, at least you hit the stars, which is not easy to do when you've got two as big as cars. 
It was like I could touch them cause I was watching in HD. If you stack them on top of each other, they're as tall as me. It's a good thing they did not keep you on stage for very long. Otherwise I think we have a brand new girlfriend for King Kong. Oh, oh Mariah, your bra must need a break. I bet you would not get hurt if you stepped on a garden rake. Oh, Mariah, what else can we say? You could make the Brokeback Mountain Cowboys wish that they were gay. You failed. 1048 or 1148. It's uh, 148 already. See ya. Anyway, wow. remember the line in The Exorcist when Father Marin is talking to Father Karras about Reagan and uh, about the uh, spirits inside of her, the uh, demon. Mm-hmm. And Father uh, Karras is trying to tell uh, she suffers from multiple. Uh, and Father uh, uh, Marin says, there is only one. Right. Remember that? Yeah. Well, that's the same with Mariah Carey's breasts. There is only one. I'm going to have to go Big in. One. Solamente uno. One gigantic breast in the middle of her chest. Anyway, and uh, Luis still ain't interested, honey. Okay, that's enough of that. Now, what did uh, Josh think of The Exorcist? It's just fine. It's funny. Who doesn't like The Exorcist? It's funny? Yeah, it's a comedy. It's, uh... <laughs> Is it really? Sure, in retrospect. I see. Is it supposed to, like, scare me? I mean, come on. Yeah. I still tell you, when stories. I hadn't seen it back in the day in the theater, there was kids coming out of there puking their yeah, guts out. I don't, I don't believe any of it. It wasn't stories. green, though, like Linda Blair. I don't care whether you believe it or not. Why would I make that up? It was in Fort Lauderdale. It was uh, just part of the hype machine surrounding it. Yeah, okay, whatever you say. Right, I saw there were comedy. people coming out of that movie theater puking their guts. Now, maybe, you know, monkey see, monkey do, like in violent video games. Oh, maybe yeah, they were trying do. to emulate that green slime, that pea soup that uh, Linda Blair kept puking up. That'll make you puke. Maybe that's what it was. I never really thought about it as being funny. I thought it was just oh, really yeah, a, it was a panic. tremendous indictment no, of the Catholic the Church. Around they around they had a nervous shaking. breakdown about that. Any movie that's uh, an indictment of any religion is just right up my alley, Sally. Just like the movie with uh, Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck. What was that movie's name? Dogma? That was with a... I don't think I said that exactly the way I wanted to. I put an L in there, but I don't <laughs> think I said... Dogma, that's the one. <laughs> what? Well, well I, I just, listen, you know, the way that things are these days, I just got through talking about that. I don't know anything. It, what was the date? February 6th, two years ago, the stupid bull? That's not important. But we're kind of we're coming up to two big anniversaries, mine on March 1st, but before that in February, probably right around Purim time. Eat some extra hamantaschen for Janet Jackson and Justin Tinkerbell, and then shoot them both. Boy, what what they did to everybody, man, what they did to freedom of speech, inadvertently, of course, trying to be a couple of smart asses. And you know damn well that MTV was up to the, uh, in, in that up to their earlobes, right? Oh, yeah. Is there any doubt about that? None. No. no. Forget the ongoing privacy debate over U.S. government spying on telephone conversations. Soon you may not have the right to tell cops to wait until you open your door. You know how they used to do with Jack Webb? Open up, it's police. You know, you see that in every movie. You better arm up while you can. That's right. In a case involving a private citizen and police authorities of the mid- Midwestern state of Michigan... Why does it say, what is this, uh, Midwestern state of Michigan? A team of civil rights lawyers appeared before the Supreme Court this week to challenge the police practice of storming into homes to look for whatever they want as evidence of a crime. The case was brought before the court last year by Booker Hudson, a resident of uh, Detroit. Hudson says he was arrested by several police officers after they broke into his home without any warning. Hudson was found guilty of possession of a small quantity of cocaine found in the pocket of his trousers, which led him to serve 18 months of probation as sentenced by a judge of the local court. He had a little bit of blow, that's it. Or was that Noelle Bush? That was hers. Crank. Yeah, she is. 
Hudson challenged the verdict and took his case all the way to Michigan State Supreme Court, arguing that the evidence used against him by the police was found in violation of his constitutional rights. The court, however, rejected his plea last January. Hudson's lawyers argued that police had no right to enter his home without knocking at the door and announcing their presence, which is a requirement of the Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Well, that's just a crappy piece of paper, that Constitution. That's what Bush says. It is undisputed that the police violated the Fourth Amendment by barging into Hudson's home, says David Moran, a law professor at Wayne State University who appeared before the Supreme Court Monday on Hudson's behalf. The Fourth Amendment states that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. It also notes that warrants shall only be issued once authorities have established probable cause and describe the people, places, and things to be searched and seized. All of these things. In a 1995 Supreme Court opinion, Justice Clarence Token Thomas, even a Nazi like him, stressed that the knock-and-announce rule that Hudson's case rests upon protects the dignity of residents by allowing them a reasonable time to make themselves presentable before the police enter. How about right. they're sitting around in their underwear and their right. boxer shorts, huh? Let me, let me cover it up for Christ's sake. Yeah, for crying out loud. The rule also protects private property by allowing residents to open doors rather than having them destroyed by police battering ram, Thomas said, according to the ACLU, who filed an amicus brief in the case last September. Hudson wants the Supreme Court to reverse the Michigan's court ruling, which embraced the argument that had the search been conducted legally, the evidence against him would have been found anyway. Under this reasoning, Hudson's lawyers say police would have no incentive to avoid unconstitutional shortcuts like failing to get a warrant or simply barging into homes when looking for evidence. Moran and other lawyers representing Hudson say they were hopeful that the Supreme Court will decide the case in their favor by ordering the suppression of evidence against their client. I could just imagine the average schmuck out there sitting around at home or whatever they're doing in the privacy of their home, and all of a sudden somebody barges in. Yeah. Remember that case in Georgia? It was, uh, I forget where in Georgia it was. Was it Atlanta? But it was two uh, years ago. The guy's name was Hardwick. Oh, sorry, but that was his name. And they just barged in there, and then they found the two guys uh, doing their thing. You know? Oh, well, you... Uh, yeah. Very sad. That's America for you. I wonder what Joe Alito thinks about that. Of course, he doesn't believe in any constitutional rights. Right. Especially for women and minorities. He just uh, don't cotton to those kind of people. He's going to make his wife cry again. Oh, good. I only wish. What a what an idiot. You know, Mr. Drudge, it's about time you grew up, okay? You, you silly person. You like, uh, He probably cries during soap operas, too, Miss Drudge. Oh, gee. 526 votes on the poll. That's not too bad. we got a shot at 600 today. What did you hate most about your childhood? Getting dragged to church, 103. Let me say it again. I know that most of you don't want to hear this, but I'm going to say it to you anyway, real loud and queer. Oh, the sun is shining. It's going to be 46 here today. Can you believe that? that There's no such thing as global warming. It's only the 11th of January. Let me take a look and see what our temperature is already. It's already 41. Had a news story last night. I beg your pardon? Had a news story last night about all these disappearing species of uh, amphibians and frogs. I just put that on the, uh, I just sent that to uh, Josh and Eric. How about that? With a picture of a frog. But there is no. Just came in from Montreal. Anyway, what I want you to do is take a look at that story about at least 100. Probably going to wind up a lot more than that. They always start with a low ball number, and that turns out, oh, like 500 uh, ragheads got uh, killed in that stampede over there. They're all schlepping to the Hodge. And they're all like, uh, you know, throwing a stone at the uh, statue there to get, get rid of the devil. Why they just call up Father Marin for Christ's sake? He ain't too much these days. And that's right, he's still dead. He had all that pea soup on his eyeglasses. Remember that? Oh yeah. He used that schmata to uh, wipe the glasses off. That was anyway. <laughs> remember that scene? He right. goes in the bathroom and he takes off those old-fashioned glasses right. and all, and he uh, takes that rag, that schmata, like a shawl he's got around wasn't his that, neck. Uh, wasn't that his tits? No, that was his talus. Okay. Well, he had all the uh, bases covered. 
and he's wiping off the schmutz, the green slime from his glasses. Anyway, uh, getting dragged to Church 104, take a look at that Hodge thing I started to say before I interrupted myself, and then think about your all these other religions, okay? It's all crap. It's insanity. It's madness. It's ritual. And that, that's why that's a, it's appropriate that's number one on there, because that's what your parents do to you. They brainwash you. They, they talk about cults. Well, guess what, folks? It's, it works a hell of a lot more effective when you got that person every single day, 24-7 just about. When they're too young to realize that you're lying through your teeth and brainwashing with a God and Moses and Abraham and Jesus and Joseph Smith bullcrap and uh, Allah and uh, Ali and all of these things. How's uh, that Ali kid doing with no arms and no legs? Oh, Lucky Ali? Lucky Ali, yeah. I'm getting luckier all the time. Uh, getting dragged to church 104. Tell your parents, just say no to your parents. Go to go uh, do your uh, own crap, you silly getchkies. Not having money, 99. School, 82. Getting bullied, 74. Getting dragged to visit relatives, 51. My parents, look how many it's got. About 30, man. Spanking's 21. Being abused, 18. Getting picked last for sports, 16. Being treated like an infant, 15. Like a little child. Especially when you get to be about 25. That gets annoying. Mom's cooking, 8. My neighborhood, 8. And going hungry, 7. This is Neil how tickets Rogers. Coming? This is Quark Solid. This is Mohammed and this portion of the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour is brought to you by the letter 12. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 slices of pizza. All for me! WQAM, I see Norma Kent responded to my email about the fact we got a new general manager. Just leave Joe alone, okay? He's got a lot of stuff on his plate, Norma. Just leave him alone and don't be hocking him about baseball and cram. And although Norma probably could play for the Marlins this coming season, wouldn't you think, Josh? Well, uh, close, or maybe he could just be the ball boy. Oh, and what did I just get through telling you about the Hodge, the Stampede? Listen yeah. to me. Put all your filthy thoughts, okay? You're just so damn uh, perverted. Just take ten seconds out from your perverted, filthy life and listen to me now. No. I'm trying to. Hodge Stampede kills hundreds. What did I just get through telling you about the low ball numbers? Speaking right. of ball, they started out with 50 this morning, 50, and then they moved it up to at least 100. Now, and this just came over seconds ago, moments ago, at least 345 people wow. have been killed in the Stampede during a symbolic stoning ritual at the annual Hodge Pilgrimage in Saudi Arabia, according to the country's health ministry. There's stone over there, man. You've got to be to be doing this crap. And this is over some luggage that fell over or something? And 289 others were injured in the stampede and taken to hospital. 
Many of those injured bombs seriously hurt, but uh, there are also some requiring treatment and yada, yada, yada. Videos of the scene showed dozens of bodies lying on the ground, covered with sheets and blankets. A U.S., uh, well, we already read that. Let's see. Ambulances screaming, but a beep, but a boop. Uh, bodies taken away in refrigerator trucks. And let me read this one more time for those of you people out there to reflect on the stupidity of organized and any, any kind of religion. All this asinine garbage. It, it's pathetic is what it is. As a matter of fact, it ties right into the next story about early man was hunted by birds. The stampede, like others in the past, happened during the stone-throwing ritual in which the pilgrim stoned a symbolic devil. Oh, my God. How do you like that? I heard it was uh, uh, Scott Niedermeyer. He don't even play there anymore. Maybe that's why it was, maybe it was Alexander McGillney. That's why uh, they dropped him. Huh? He was stoned. You don't have any idea what I'm talking about, do you? No. Good. And he did his uh, Josh there, Mr. Hockey fan. You going to be at the game tonight giving out stuff? No, I won't be. Well, why not? It's the San Luis Blues, baby. Yeah, I know. I'm not doing that anymore. Why not? Eh, you know. What does that mean? In other words, they're onto your scam and they're not letting you put those hours on your timesheet? Is that what it is? No. I just, well, uh, then you just chose not to do it? Yeah, pretty much. Well, why not? We need your help, man. We need some support out there. We need some enthusiasm. We love the Panthers. They're going to win. Come on, let's go. And poor Stevie Weiss has got to have, like, uh, wrist surgery. May miss uh, the rest of the season. His wrist is a little, uh, it's hanging there. I don't want to say limp. And guess what, Stevie, when you're recuperating, come on up here. I'll nurse you back to health. No problem. i got a perfect spot for you. Anyway, getting back to that other story, a South African anthropologist said today his research into the death nearly two million years ago of an ape man shows human ancestors were hunted by birds. Oh, no, let's see what goes around comes around. How about that? And Alfred uh, Hitchcock, he really knew what it was all about, him and Trippie Hedren. That's right, the birds were hunting man. Maybe that's why they were doing that in that movie, or maybe just because uh, it was uh, scary. Although when you look at the special effects in retrospect, yeah. it needs a little help. These types of discoveries give us real insight into the past lives of these human ancestors. Let me say it again, two million years ago, and of course the believers, the religionists, the Jew-Christian types, uh, while well, uh, the Old Testament says that God created, and, and of course it's the Jewish year what, 58, what is it? Oh, like, the, the calendar. Uh, 6,000 years ago or less, whatever, whatever cockamamie crap they're right. peddling, okay? Yeah. 6,000 years, my ass. Oh, yeah, that's what I heard. And, of course, if it was only 6,000 years ago, that would like to uh, see that. That makes the theory of evolution very difficult to believe because in such a period of time, how could have all those primitive things evolved into whatever we got today, you know? Well, they didn't. Oh. No, it was millions and billions of years. Oh, no. You're wrong. You just made that up, you commie, pinko, atheist, you. These types of discoveries give us real insight into the past lives of these human ancestors, the world they lived in, and the things they feared. Lee Berger, a paleoanthropologist at Johannesburg University of Witwatersrand said as he presented his conclusions about a mystery that's been debated since the remains of possible human ancestors known as the Tong Child were discovered in 1924. Even back then they were wearing tongs to cover up their parts. The Tong Child's discovery led to the search for the human origins in Africa instead of in Asia or Europe as once theorized. Researchers regard the fossil of the ape man or Austro Australopithecus Pithecus, yes. Australopithecus right. Africanus yes. as evidence of the missing link in human evolution. Researchers had speculated the Tong child was killed by a leopard or saber-toothed feline. But ten years ago, Berger and the fellow researcher Ron Clark submitted the theory the hunter was a large predatory bird based on the fact that most other of the other fossils found at the same site were small monkeys that showed signs of having been killed by a predatory bird. 
Oh, the bird is the word, baby. Make no mistake. And now we got the bird flu coming back, right? See? Uh-oh. Sounds like a movie. The bird flu is ruining our dinner. It's not safe to eat a chicken or turkey. All the birds should be dead by winter. Now make cows are safer than poultry. All right. And don't forget, if you got a pet chicken, don't kiss it. Just pull it. Berger and Clark, you know, if it's a pull it, get rid of it. Berger and Clark had until now been unable to show damage on the child's skull that could have been done by a bird. Five months ago, Berger read in Ohio State University studied the hunting abilities of modern eagles in West Africa, believed similar to predatory birds of the Tong Charles era. The Ohio State study determined that eagles would swoop down, pierce monkey skulls with their thumb-like back talons, then hover while their prey died before returning to tear at the skull. And manja manja. Examination of thousands of monkey remains produced a pattern of damage done by birds, including holes and ragged cuts in the shallow bones behind the eye sockets. Oh, geez. Berger went back to the tong skull and found traces of the ragged cuts behind the eye sockets. He said none of the researchers who had for decades been debating how the child died had noticed the eye socket damage before. Berger concluded man's ancestors had to survive not just being hunted from the ground, but from the air. Such discoveries are key to understanding why we humans today view the world the way we do. He said, Berger's research has been reviewed by others and is due to appear in the February edition of one of your very favorites, the American Journal of Physical Anthropology. I'm sure you read that religiously. Oops, just this morning. On your way to the Hodge to stone somebody to death. Or just to go get stoned. Judge demands police video of grandmother's protest. More American... Low jinx. You've heard of high jinx? In America, it's low jinx. Remember Jinx Falkenberg? Of course Copyright not. that. A judge ordered the Manhattan. Yeah, just like Pat Riley with that three-peat crab. Hey, Pat, who are you kidding, man? And what, how, you know, can you imagine how much you think Reagan had a lot of pomade or whatever that crap is in his hair? dippity did. Or is that what dark folks use, pomade? What is that stuff that they used to put in their hair? Royal Petroleum jelly, huh? Aprochine. No, no, a long time ago before Jerry you were Curl. born. What oh, is it? Are we talking about the black people or the white people? Yeah. Pomade. Well, whatever. I thought it was uh, Royal Petroleum Joy. In fact, uh, John R. on WLAC in Nashville. John Richmond. Bro, whatever his name was. Yeah, get out of here. A little dab will do you, though. A judge ordered the Manhattan District Attorney yesterday to turn over a videotape of 18 women accused of blocking the doorway of the Armed Forces Recruiting Station in Times Square. You ought to see the picture of these grandmas on their canes. The, the one she's got two canes, two big walking sticks. Yeah. Their lawyer, Norman Siegel, told the judge that the videotape was made by the police October 17 while the women were sitting on the sidewalk in front of the building to protest the war in Iraq. The women at the time handed out flyers calling themselves anti-war grandmothers. The grandmothers, 16 of them anyway, plus a doctor's note from a 17th asking that she be excused because of a hip replacement, appeared yesterday in state Supreme Court in Lower Manhattan armed with symbolic silver handcuffs. Their toy cuffs, however, were confiscated by court officers as they passed through metal detectors. You're not supposed to have handcuffs, a court officer patiently explained to Vinnie uh, Harrison, one of the women. That shakes me, Ms. Harrison said. It's such a small thing, but it's symptomatic of what's happening in this country and that madman in the White House and Halliburton and the deficit and Abramoff and DeLay. All of these, all of these things. things. In the fourth floor courtroom, the clerk called the women uh, to the railing one by one. Courtroom regulars marveled at the sight of 16 women, some carrying canes and pushing walkers, stretching all across the room. Many wore photos of their grandchildren on chains around their neck, on chains. Some lawyers complained that the group had taken along about 50 supporters, making it hard to get a seat. Addressing Justice Alexander Jong, Mr. Siegel said he had been told that the videotape showed that at least one person had been able to walk past the women into the recruitment center. This was proof, he said, they were not blocking the doorway, and that disorderly conduct charges against them should be dismissed. 
At first, the prosecutor, Karen Corey, said there was no videotape. When Mr. Siegel pressed, Ms., uh, Ms. Corey corrected herself, saying she had misread her notes. But she said her office was having trouble accessing the videotape. Let's go to the videotape. How's Warner Wolf doing? I bet he's got it. Justice Zhang asked her to make the videotape available as soon as possible and set a court date of March 2th. Mr. Siegel said the videotape might have been made by plainclothes or undercover officers because he didn't recall seeing any uniformed officers videotaping at the scene. Police surveillance of political demonstrations has become a controversial topic recently. The police department's been criticized for using officers disguised as protesters to infiltrate demonstrations like those cookie-baking uh, demonstrators in San Diego that you saw in Fahrenheit 9-11. Oh, boy, they look real dangerous boy. to me, huh? The subversive cookie people? Just ask the people at Pumpernick's and Wolfie's how dangerous they were, man. Put them right out of business. Well, if they had macadamia nuts in them. So anyway, Josh is eating these days at the Rascal House. What does that tell you about his income? Better get him that raise, okay, me. if he's got to go to the Rascal House. That's right. It's not cheap over there, either. I wish no, it is sure not. Yeah. Not for, not for schleppers like you. This is Neil Rogers. Actually, it's my bad. Mark that one down. That's all right. You're bad. Mark it for the new year. Well, it's because that log came in so late and I didn't uh, put my yellow streak through all the spots. You know, I don't put a yellow streak through it. Uh, you know, it's uh, not yeah, the same. Don't With lightning quick... Man, what's up with your forgotten mishpura? Who smells it, tells it has always been my child. Who would get that old girl that gets it so far? I blame others, but it's me that's so foul. Another one's coming from my bow. I listen to my father. My ass cheeks spread in two. Listen to my fart. Wreck them. The sweet smell of my food. You don't like what you're smelling. But it's great to me. Listen to my fart. And it was an SPD. Now, I will say this. Back in the day, there were a lot of open spots, openings in that bit where we could have dropped uh, virtually all of them, you know what? But then all what? Four, all 400 of our fart sound. I beg your pardon? But then what happened? No, I don't know. Nothing. 580 votes on the poll. I'm really bitterly disappointed. I thought we'd get to like 5,000 today on this one. I mean, didn't everybody have a childhood? Well... Oh, wait, wait a minute. We left off the most obvious one. If we did the poll the other day about people who had a good childhood, uh, how about nothing? Right. How about nothing? My childhood was great. But are we not doing the uh, I hate this poll business anymore? We can do that also. Generate a little bit more response from, <laughs> from that crowd. After all, it is Thursday. Not that that has any significance, but, you know, why should this day be any different from any other day? How about those crazy religionists over there, them Muslim guys with them schmatas on? <laughs> look at them. Just remember, it's not what you believe, but that. And look at them Orthodox Jews over there, rocking their back and forth. They're wailing, they're davening. What? They're diving and davening. You better start learning your uh, Jew stuff, mister, because you sure got a lot oh, to learn. I, I know more than half the Jews I know. Well, I'm sure that, especially after you wrap them tzitzes around your uh, neck. That's right. I, the good part about that is you can you can do that and uh, get right with the Lord and take your blood pressure at the same time. 
Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, what a combo. You could, you know, the box could just have a little readout meter on it. Yeah, there you go. The only problem is, like, on a real box, uh, that, that pressure kind of releases after a while. Not with those tits, though. I remember your face was turning kind of purple at well, that point. Uh, you know. The more it hurts, the closer to heaven you get. <laughs> that must be it. The pain was so great. Anyway, don't let me forget to play that uh, guiding Shiite. Okay. How are those tickets coming, by the way, from your fat, disgusting, just, you full know, of crap friend? Hey, as long as the concert ain't tomorrow, we're doing all right. No, but in other words, you haven't heard one more word. No, 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 no. That is so typical, man. Just just 600 pounds of crap. It, it's too early to start worrying about it. Oh, I, listen, I'm not the least bit worried. I'm sure that people in the audience are thinking, free tickets for Aerosmith, that sounds really great. So we probably shouldn't have even mentioned it, especially considering the right. source. But we'll see. We'll see tomorrow if anything uh, materializes. By the way, I, I still can't fax you. Why not? <laughs> Right now, if I knew that. Well, what do you mean still? You faxed a whole bunch of stuff came through here already. What do you mean still? Well, it's it's spotty. Well, there's something with your network on that end, yeah, okay? Network. I'm so glad I didn't spend more time my conversation with Joe Bell about engineering because he's got the same engineers at KISS, so I'm sure he's out of them. I mean, uh, you know. No, well, you don't want to start bellyaching too much, you know? I kept it mostly with the sales department. And then I was asked, you know, about certain other things. Oh, don't, I, just, don't, don't, I mind my own business. I don't get involved. Whatever case or sarah, I'm not uh, offering any opinions, and I'm not getting involved with anybody else's. Uh, I'm not one of those people that runs around trying to get people fired to it or interfering with other people's lives if you catch my grip. I'm you know listening. What I'm, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. As opposed to certain people, that's uh, what they live for. The U.S. Army has displayed damaging cultural insensitivity in Iraq while being blinded by unrealistic optimism and predisposed to use maximum force, a senior British officer wrote in a blistering appraisal in a U.S. military publication. The essay by British Army Brigadier Nigel Alwyn Foster, who served with, I wonder if he's kin to Bananas Foster or Foster Brooks, who served with U.S. forces in Iraq from December 2003 to November of 2004, appeared in the latest edition of the magazine Military Review published by the U.S. Army. Alwyn Foster said U.S. Army personnel struggled to grasp the nuances of battling insurgents while also winning the hearts and minds of ordinary Iraqis. Moreover, whilst they were almost, whilst, what a great British word, whilst they were almost unfailingly courageous and considerate, at times their cultural insensitivity almost certainly inadvertent arguably amounted to institutional racism, he wrote, arguing that the Army exacerbated the task it now faces by alienating significant parts of the Iraqi population. An Army spokesman at the Pentagon, Paul Boyce, said, We may not agree with it, but if the Army, well, the Army does want to present candid views. Oh, what a thought, what a concept that is. The U.S. Army encourages alternate and diverse opinions so we may find out more about our effectiveness, lessons learned, how to adapt in the future, Boyce said on Wednesday. We invited this particular commentary and published it in our magazine. Britain's been the chief U.S. ally, but we know that. Other critics have also accused the U.S. of military, uh, of a lack of understanding of Iraq and Islamic culture. The military concedes that the vast majority of U.S. troops don't know Arabic and has launched an effort costing $750 million over five years to improve foreign language skills in the ranks. Remember all those uh, linguistic experts they uh, tossed out because they were... Yay. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Well, we can't have them in there. Well, they might mistranslate, you know, they got that Ellen list. Ellen Foster, whose rank equates to a one-star U.S. general, referred to U.S. Army officers' damaging optimism that seemed out of touch with a more sobering reality. Self-belief and resilient optimism are recognized necessities for successful command, and all professional forces strive for a strong can-do ethos. However, it is unhelpful if it discourages junior commanders from reporting unwelcome news up to the chain of command, he wrote. For, uh, force commanders and political masters need to know the true state of affairs if they're to reach timely decisions to change plans. Arguably, they didn't always do so, he said. He said U.S. forces in Iraq were more disposed to use offensive military operations than the forces of coalition partners and U.S. rules of engagement were more lenient than other nations, thus encouraging earlier escalation. 
How do you like that? He said uh, the Army's sense of patriotism and its talent seemed weighed down by bureaucracy, a stifling hierarchical uh, outlook, a predisposition to offensive operations, and a sense that duty required all issues to be confronted head-on. In other words, they were pretty offensive, is what he's trying to say. Right? Right. Speaking of offensive, the Republican Party of Florida gave $150,000 to the group that wants to put a constitutional amendment banning same-sex marriage on the November ballot. New campaign finance records show. Oh, that's here for the Republicans of Florida, Yay. including uh, Charlie Christ. Christ. Now, is he Republican or Democrat? Charlie Christ. Well, I don't know. Well, you better look it up. He's running for your governor. The part and Mark Fowler, there's a good old uh, Republican gay in uh, Palm Beach County. Come out, come out wherever you are, Mark. You're not kidding anybody, okay? You, you self-hating. In fact, have you ever seen Mark Fowler and Miss Drudge together? They're probably doing it right now. Lately. The party's donation, more than three-quarters of the total at the group sponsoring the amendment, FloridaForMarriage.org has raised so far, comes as supporters are struggling to meet a state-imposed deadline for gathering signatures. Backers must collect 611,000-plus signatures, have them certified by local elections offices by February 1st. FloridaForMarriage.org officials say they've gathered roughly 250,000 so far for their proposal, which would also prohibit civil unions that offer the same benefits as marriage. In other words, they're not satisfied just banning gay marriage, also civil unions. In other words, probably gay people shouldn't be allowed to live at all, and based on their thinking. Word of the contribution also comes a week ahead. Did you look up uh, Charlie Christ? I'm on his homepage, and it doesn't uh, just leap right out at you, you know? I forget. I forget which uh, party. I I know probably the party goes to a lot. Yay. That one. Maybe at the bathhouses. Word of the contribution also comes a week after a host of Republican leaders, including the state party chairwoman and both of the GOP's leading candidates for governor, endorsed the measure. Ah, here we go. Now we're getting close. It's starting to smell. Having a proposal to ban same-sex marriage on the ballot could help the Republican Party by rallying religious conservatives to the polls in a year when Floridians will elect uh, fat-ass Governor Bush's successor. A spokesman for the Republican Party said political considerations played no role in the GOP's contribution. Right. The party made the donation solely because we support the issues, said Camille Anderson, the spokeswoman. Still, she acknowledges it happens to be beneficial to have initiatives on the ballot that Republicans feel strongly about, like hating minorities of all stripes. Just ask uh, Judge Alito. He'll tell you. John Stenberger, the chairman of the group sponsoring the amendment, said the money has been largely spent on mailers alerting supporters of the impending deadline and distributing petitions. Oh, boy. Well, let's see. They need 611,000 signatures. they got 250, and it's already the 12th of uh, January. I don't think so. Do you? No. Don't look too promising to me. Here's a piece of good news for George. Oh, that's right. I have to wait till after the break about the uh, canker. Says what, they're uh, going to give me my money and my treatment? They're going to come and cure your chanker. They're going to give me the $2,000 that cost to go to cosmetic surgery and take that big chanker right off uh-huh. your mouth. 27 past noon at 560 WQN. The beast is on balance for life again. He says the food is better than ever. It's a piece of cake without the cake. And, you know, most diets fail because you're starving all day long. You don't get enough of the foods you like, and you feel, like, deprived and depraved. Well, Balance for Life works because there's so much food in that sack they bring right to your door every day. Tons and tons of food, three gourmet meals and two delicious snacks to keep you loaded with food, and the weight just pours off your ass. And they deliver that sack every morning right to your doorstep at your home, your office, and like I said, you lose weight like crazy. Forget about joining the gym because you're never going to go anyway, and if you do go, all you're going to be doing is snacking on carrot sticks and rice cakes and starving all day. Do the thing that really works for you, which the beast, uh, we're going to get a uh, weekly update on the number. We will be. We will be. He's doing it. So get in the zone with Balance for Life. It's based on Dr. Barry Sears' zone diet, and they, they do all the figuring for you. You don't have to count calories or grams of carbs or anything because they do all that figuring for you. Call Balance for Life right now, and this year make your New Year's resolution to lose that disgusting, unhealthy weight a reality. Call one 866 
225-4543. That's 1-866-225-4543, or check them out on the web at balanceforlife.com. And don't wait. Call Balance for Life now. Mention your Rogers or QAM and get yourself two free days of food this week. 1-866-225-4543. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Like nothing you've seen before. Excuse me, esteemed father. What is it, my child? I have something I must tell you. What is it, my daughter? Oh, father, I am afraid to tell you. Afraid to tell me, your own father? I fear I will bring shame upon our family. Nonsense. I am your father. I love you very much. You must tell me what is wrong. You promise you will still love me? Of course, my sweet child. A father's love is not erased by a simple misdeed. Very well. I am... I am pregnant. (laughs) Oh, I see. Do you you still love me, Father? Of course I do. But since you're pregnant and not married... Yes, Father? I'm afraid I must drag you down to the town square and, with the help of my friends and neighbors, stone you to death. (laughs) My daughter, it is written that this is the punishment for what you have done. Could you check again, Father? (laughs) But I should only be grounded. No, grounding does not work. I must have you stoned. It's the first of that focuses on a fundamentalist Middle Eastern family. May I speak with you, my esteemed husband? What is it, my wife? Oh, I have something to tell you. I am listening. I am having an affair. Where are you going? Oh, out to the backyard to collect some stones. Oh, do you mean... Yes, I must drag you to the town square, where you will, of course, be stoned to death. You'll be mesmerized as you follow the lives of the Ahmed family and how they deal with the many problems that plague them. May I speak with you, my esteemed father? Yes, my son. (laughs) Last night, I used illegal drugs. Well, what do you know? You are one lucky boy. Oh, why is that, father? You are going to get stoned two nights in a row. (laughs) You won't have a minute. The Guiding Shiite. The Guiding Shiite is shot on location in Baghdad, Iraq. 1234, there are a bunch of stampeders over there. They're probably seen at the Bareback Mountain movie one time too many. 614 votes. What do you, did you hate most about your childhood? Getting dragged to church, 116. Getting uh, stampeded, getting run over at the Hodge, probably be big. Not having money, 107. School, 91. Getting bullied, 90. Getting dragged to visit relatives, 55. My parents, 36. Being abused, 23. Spankings, 23. Getting picked last for sports, 21. You just stand there, you know, they're picking up sides, and they're just standing there with them stupid gym shorts on, and like, oh, you're kind of like, you're kind of like trying to fade into the woodwork, you know, so nobody can right. see that you're still there. Naked swimming, you say, you old people had to do. Right. That's correct. Good God. Good God what? What kind of a pedophile fantasy was that? I don't know, but now that I think about it, I wish I'd have been a little more observant. Yeah. I'm serious. In gym class, we had to swim naked. And I don't want to tell you about the smell of that pool. They must have had 40 gallons of chlorine in the pool. Still didn't help. But anyway. uh, Spanking's 23. Getting picked last for sports, 21. Being treated like an infant, 16. Mom's cooking, 10. My neighborhood, 10. The old hood. 
My childhood was great. Seven. See, there you go. You're going hungry, seven, and I hate this pool's already got two out of six fourteen. See, we like to give everybody a place to go on these pools. We got a place for you to go. Well, anyway, getting back to the chanker, since you had all those problems with your trees. No, I, I didn't have any problems with them. The state uh, did. Well, like I said. And they weren't infected. Florida agricultural officials put a stop yesterday to one of the most controversial aspects of its citrus canker eradication program, the cutting of healthy trees. That's mine. After federal... What? Those were mine. After federal scientists determined it's impossible to wipe out the disease in the state. Well, you tell them you want them back. And the money that it costs to fix my yard. There you go. And tell them why they're right it fixed the hurricane damage, too. Please. The hurricanes that pummeled the state in the past two years simply spread the airborne canker too far and too wide to be contained, federal and state officials say. While infected trees will continue to be cut down in groves and backyards, those within a 1,900-foot radius no longer will be felled. But homeowners who lost trees still can't replant because quarantine rules banning new citrus in most of South Florida remain in place. I'm going to tell you something right now. Instead of worrying about citrus chanker and canker and all of this stuff, what they should have done a long time ago was ban those damn dangerous Malalukas, baby. I just want to puka when I see a Malaluka. I'm telling you right now. Oh, God. Remember when I moved into my house, I had like nine Malalukas in that yard, right. and I had them all removed. cost an arm and seven legs, but I had them uh, pulled right out of the ground. All that bark just uh, just falls right off of that stuff, and it, it releases all those toxins in the air. High, high allergy uh, situation with Malalukas. Most people are allergic to the crap that it spews into the air, and people think they got a cold or a sore throat or this, all of these uh, all of things. These things. And come to find out, it's bad allergies, man. Florida is just a hotbed for allergies. Oh, no, a worker trapped in a trench collapsed in Greenberg, uh, New York. See, this, this This is the trapped worker du jour. We had the uh, plane uh, emergency du jour. And now we got the collapsed uh, construction site in Greensburg. I have no idea where that is, Greensburg, New York. Did you ever hear it? I never no. heard of it. I know where Greensboro, Pennsylvania is. I know where Plattsburgh is. But Greensburg? Wow. So here's the latest uh, coal miner uh, story du jour. How's that chicken Aruba doing, by the way? Mm, sounds good. Mm. Shark food? Yes. Now, here's a story I threatened to do yesterday, speaking of food. And I know most of you don't want to hear about this. That's why I'm saving it for right now in the middle of your lunch. You can either listen and pay attention. The New York Times had that big, big uh, series of articles about diabetes. Now, if I didn't have diabetes, what the would I know about it? And especially the bad behavior. All that ice cream I'm always talking about having eaten and all that stuff. Not lately. Not since Blabo Lassiter put the scare of uh, something in... in uh... Oh, God! Right. After I found out about his uh, diabetes and his related uh, stories. Derek Jackson in the Boston Globe is a good writer. Diabetes in the trash food industry, he writes. Type 2 diabetes is sweeping so rapidly through America, we need not waste time giving children bicycles. Just roll them a wheelchair. <laughs> there you go. It won't just be Fort Lauderdale flights that are full with wheelchairs. It'll be all the flights. Forget the basketballs and baseballs. Give them Braille flashcards. The next thing you know, iPods, Game Boys, and Xboxes will come with glucose meters beeping, sorry to interrupt your song or movie, but it won't continue until you use me. Well, And I'm going to tell you, I don't want to like pick on the humper, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Anybody who's diabetic and fat and got all of these uh, you know, blood pressure and just gigantic amounts of tub all around them and doesn't take their blood sugar every day at least two, three, four times, is uh, he's got a death wish, don't you think? What an embarrassment! Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I just gave up on it a long time ago. You know, I mean, just 
you know, we're having that thing for Skipper Chuck on Monday, and he's going to be there. I just hope. Now, the, now the guy that called me yesterday, maybe you want to call uh, the Humper. Oh, the celebrity funeral guy. Right, the celebrity funeral guy. Now, when you I pick up that. souvenirs. I guess when you go to a funeral, they give you those little cards. You know. They do. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't go to funerals. The only oh, funeral I'm going to is my own. Well, I can't like tell you when yet, but I'll, I'll work on it for you that. You make guy. trading cards out of those things. One of the saddest emerging facts about type 2 diabetes is how it's robbing children of their childhood. It's well on its way to dropping the overall life expectancy of Americans. This grim world of amputation, blindness, heart disease, and kidney failure was assumed to be confined to those with wrinkles as descended into the tender world. We've created this monster by allowing trash food marketeers to prey on our children, letting our children disappear into video screens. The number of Americans with type 2 diabetes, the kind that can be controlled by exercise and eating right, has exploded from 5.8 million in 1980 to 18.2 million today, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I'm going to do the break because I don't want to rush through this. It's not all that long. All right. But it's, uh, you know, you better listen now. I'm telling you right now, man. Just stop and think about not being able to eat, like, all your favorite foods, like spaghetti, uh, all those pasta mm. dishes, and pizza. Oh, huh? hey. That's right. And uh, mashed potatoes. All those uh, right. carbohydrate things that you just love. That's what most, and, and ice cream. And mushy beans. And mushy beans and uh, c- candy. Mm, candy. And carrot cake. Cake. Yeah. And pies. M- Mother Humper mm. pies. All of that fantastic stuff. All Very the stuff high. that tastes good. Bananas, Foster Hewitt. All those delicious desserts. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I want to get back. You know, it's not that long. And some people say, oh, that's so boring. You know, lecturing us here's a fat tub like you. Well, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I'm an imperfect fat slob in an imperfect world. You know what I'm saying? Well, just throw some it. fart sounds while you read the story. Oh, okay. Keep it from being boring. 20 till 1. Yeah, what are those fart sounds coming back, Neil? See, I'm going to tell you something. If you can't do a radio show without those crutches, without those things... Uh, that doesn't say very much about your talent. It says you're very narrow and very limited. But if you can continue doing a show, no matter how much of the stuff they take away, and you still maintain an audience and keep something interesting going on, that says maybe you got a little something-something. You know what I'm saying? Something. Not that I'm taking any shots, but nevertheless, you figure it out. Hey, we Goldberg, it's a hippopotamus! If he came back for Christmas, what would Jesus do? Absolutely. Twelve forty-seven, thirteen till one. Speaking of absolutely, oh, Howard David did it too. There ain't nobody like him in this world. I guarantee you that he is one. They threw away the mold after they made him, after they made his ass. I wonder if there were dingleberries actually came in the mold. Ooh. Mad Dog at Smoky Bones in Fort Lauderdale, 4 to 6.30. Panthers preview. Geldy will be on tonight. Squeaking his way to another Panther victory. Panthers will kill the St. Louis Blues at the Macarena 7 o'clock. Eddie K. after the hockey game. Anyway, can I get back to my diabetes story? I don't want to pick on Hank, but we'd like to see him lose an ounce. And when Josh told me a couple weeks ago he was in there eating donuts, 
That was bad. Oh, for me. <laughs> that was really... In fact, Mo, keep stealing all that fattening food out of there. Maybe you'll keep some of the other people alive. An American child born in 2000 has a one in three chance of contracting diabetes in his lifetime. One in three chance. An African American has a two in five chance, 40%. At current rates, every other Latina born in 2000 will get the disease. 50%. Every other Latina born in 2000 will get the disease. You hear that? I heard it. Fast food, soda, and sugar snack companies are well represented in the Fortune 500, but the costs on the other end are staggering. The CDC estimates that diabetes costs the U.S. $92 billion in medical costs and $40 billion in indirect costs, such as restricted or lost worker productivity. While diabetics now make up 6.3% of the population, the American Diabetes Association estimates the disease accounts for 19% of health spending in the U.S.A., so far, none of that has captured the imagination of Americans outside of doctors, public health officials, and those school districts that have kicked out the soda machines. That is, except for pharmacies, superstores, and the medical supplies industry, which are gearing up for the miserable fallout. In one of its 2005 reports, the marketing information firm IRI said that sufferers of diabetes, obesity, and high cholesterol are ideal targets for retailer and manufacturer programs aimed at driving sales growth. Many ailments, such as diabetes and high cholesterol, are regularly treated with prescription medication. For retailers and manufacturers, this translates to frequent shopping trips and thus countless opportunities to build relationships and drive non-prescription behavior. In other words, squeeze some more money out of you before you croak. In the case of diabetics, the relationship would be built around low-sugar, low-carbohydrate, and low-fat foods and beverages. It also means that the expanding racks for diabetes management supplies, such as insulin, syringes, and blood sugar meters, also mean more customers who buy other items in the stores. This is a hotly competitive area for retailers. Carolyn Whalen Rodriguez, a diabetes specialist for Shopco's Pharmacies, filled the trade publication Retail Merchandiser. You're serving a niche that is needed for patients' care, but also a huge sales driver. It's not, it's not just the right thing to do. It's profitable. i got a niche in my niche. Ed Staffa, who's got a Staffa infection, Vice President of Member Rail Services for the National Association of Chain Drugstores, added Retail Merchandiser. They, these are repeat patients. On an ongoing basis, the same individuals purchase products month in, month out. If you're able to engage them as a patient initially, you have their patronage for the rest of their life, as short as it may be. While business waits for the disease to fall to them, the greater story is tragic. The nation our children are being born into is one in which they're more likely to be acquainted with sugar test strips than final exams in college. The oversex marketing and perfect bodies thrown at youth in the name of fashion will become a mockery as the young grow old before the age of 50 with brittle nails, calluses, oversensitive skin, balding scalps, punctured bodies, and, of course, lost limbs. All of these, All of these things. things. The nation has not yet had the courage to stand up against trash food and has forgotten how to send kids out to play. The bodies of our young are becoming trash, and there is no time to play. How do you like that? Good article by Derek Jackson. He is absolutely correct, sir. Absolutely correct, sir. Where is Telfin, man? Just like your uh, bozo president, there he is in New Orleans. Oh, you're in the city. Doing a heck of a job, uh, Georgie. Yeah, heck of a job, Brownie. Georgie. Brownie hound. You know, I come on here and pontificate and scream and holler and lecture at people, and uh, they, they don't pay attention. They want to go out there and get their fish food and their banana nut ice cream and just manja manja, you know, shovel all that crap. See, the only, you know the only thing that's kept me alive? The only I reason I'm still alive today, and that guy hasn't already attended my funeral. What getting, did you call him? out of town? Would you call that guy? Oh, uh, I forget. What did I call him? What is it? Great. The the professional uh, the, funeral know. attendant, something like, something that. like that. But the only thing that has uh, prevented him from attending my funeral, my services for my ass's ashes, 
is that I take my blood sugar all the time, mm-hmm. religiously, like several sure. times a day. Right. And on the days, the days when I was eating all that crap I was telling you, I would like, uh, you know, take enough medication, not an enormous amount, which is dangerous, but enough to like, uh, so that my blood sugar was never like really out of, just out of control. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But of course you can't fool Mother Nature forever. All you do is postponing the inevitable when you eat this crap. All that sugar, all these refined carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are killers, okay, boys and girls? Just keep that in mind. I know you have no idea what that means, but refined carbs will kill you. Right. I like Lufshin Kogel. I was just going to say, Lufshin Kogel is right at the top of the list. In fact, that's probably what they did in uh, Sharon. Speaking <laughs> of him, what a segue. Oh, and I wonder, now, are they also going to do a lobotomy on this guy? The private sector leads. Oh, brother. Look, look at the posture. He slumps back in that chair there like, oh, this is what you wanted. This is your, you know, if you go to the bottom of our website, if you go to the very bottom, I beg you, every single day, I want you to take a look at that. I hope we still have it on there. Yes, we do. Oh, good. Right at the very bottom of up where it says vital statistics and time left on Neil's contract, like five minutes, the daily, the British Daily Mirror. What's the date on it? I can't make it out. Is it November 4th, 2004? It's right after the uh, last year's, two years ago. Last be, year before I switch the page, uh, Charlie Crist apparently is a Republican. Well, that's what I told you. A Republican. You fairy. Huh. That's why I lumped him in there with Miss Drudge and uh, Matt Foley and all these other self-hating, Bob Bauman, all these others. Uh, it says, Doe, four more years of W. Doe as in Homer Simpson. Or is it uh, Jessica Simpson? Isn't that what she says, too? She likes play dough. O.J. Simpson. How can 59,054,087 people be so dumb? And there's W's picture on there. And you know something that looks just as dumb in that picture as it is on my TV screen right now as he's traveling to Louisiana and Mississippi with a banjo on his knee. Sitting there talking trash in New Orleans, you know, like he really cared about those people. He don't care about those people. They're not voting for him. Just like those people in New York in the World Trade Center. He didn't care about them either because most of them didn't vote for him. The more I think about that whole deal and the way that that just opened up a whole avenue of opportunities, not only to invade Iraq, but to, like, infringe on everybody's freedoms and to be able to uh, fix the next election in 2004 and do all of these things, you know? There's something really doesn't meet the eye there that you'll never really know the truth about. I guarantee you can bet Greg Reed's life on it. I guess we can't pick on him too much. It doesn't have that much significance anymore, does it? Sorry, I was reading the website. You call that a consultant? Oh, yeah. With a smile on her face. Anyway, a member of Prime Minister Ariel Sharon's medical team said that the information about the brain disease diagnosed after his first stroke, December 18, had been concealed for political reasons. Ho, ho, ho. The controversy surrounding Sharon's medical treatment has continued unabated, and his doctors come under further criticism for concealing the diagnosis of cerebral amyloid angiopathy. Angiopathy, I'm sorry. Well, have you ever said that before in your life? Never. CAA. C-A-A. Senior executives at Hadassah University Hospital, Ayn Karim, where Sharon was first treated in December, and again since last Wednesday when he had the second far more severe stroke, admitted this week the hospital's doctors had decided to give the Prime Minister blood thinners despite the diagnosis of C-A-A. The physicians had promised full disclosure of Sharon's condition in the wake of his hospitalization in December. The doctors said there was the fear that if made public, the information would be used against Sharon and his Kadima party, especially in light of the fact that CAA has often been associated in medical literature with Alzheimer's uh, disease. Sharon was in critical but stable condition this morning, a statement from Hadassah said. The Prime Minister's condition remains critical but stable. He's still reaching for the Zomantashin, and his heart rhythm is regular. We're not sure if he's regular, but we don't want to get too deeply into that. In the evening, he'll undergo a routine CAT scan tonight, which is now, what is it? When it's already night. 
Aren't they like eight hours ahead, I would think? Seven, eight That's hours? Yes. Well, what the hell do you know about it? You ain't never been over there in the Holy Land. You better get with the Lord, man, yeah. before it's time to meet Marvin Maker. I'm telling you right I'm now. Ain't no you fun. better get with the Lord. You better go to that Hodge. <laughs> and then we see every now and then they show the pictures of those uh, lunatics in Asia flailing themselves with chains, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, and just like the Orthodox over there in Israel, they're, 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 they're smacking their head against the wall. You've seen that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're smashing their head in the wall. God loves pain. Maybe man. that's where they got that hole in their head. Okay, let's see how that uh, poll is coming so far, although I never knew Greg was Jewish. What did you hate most about your childhood? We got 676 votes. That's not exactly the kind of total we were looking for today, was it, Josh? No, not really. We were thinking more like a 1,000 during the show, but, you know, we haven't pushed it real hard, and I've been doing all these bed <coughs> bedtime stories. See, I'm getting punished by God. What did you hate most about your childhood? 676. Getting dragged to church, 123. Hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. Up yours. Not having money, 110. School, 97. Of course, if you say that to Mom, then that's guarantee you won't have no money. School, 97. Getting bullied, 96. Getting dragged to visit those pain-in-the-ass relatives, 57. My parents, 39. Being abused, 28. My childhood was great, 25. See, that's moving up the ladder. And why not? We took that poll a couple of days ago. People had a good childhood. Had no complaints. Getting picked last for sports, 24. Spankings, 24. Being treated like an infant, 16. Mom's cooking, 10. My old hood, 10. I hate this pool, 9. And going hungry is still right there on the bottom. Don't you want to share some of that uh, food you got there? Come on, let's call up some of these people that didn't, that had no food as a child, and let them manja manja. And get diabetes and Neil die. Rogers. This is 560 QA. Hello, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. Time now for VH1. Show me the money. 1870. The stock ticker was invented. The ticker was a very loud machine. In fact, there's only been one thing more deafening on Wall Street, and that would be Jim Cramer. Investing in stocks to fatten up your wallet! 1872, Susan B. Anthony casts a ballot and is arrested for it. Now, from what I understand, it wasn't for voting. She was actually busted for dangling her chad in public. When we come back, VH1's I Love the 1870s takes a look at the greatest invention of all time, the telephone. In 1876, Alexander Graham Bell uttered these famous words. Mr. Watson, come here. I'll watch you. Not only was it the first phone call, it was the first obscene phone call. I love Okay, 101 at 560 WQAM, and uh, we got Mo coming up at 2 o'clock. That's all that needs to be said about that. Oh, don't, 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 right? don't. Mo, great programming on QAM. Here's a, a cute story. Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I'm sure you probably got a trip planned this summer over there. That's right. A kiss is just a kiss, but it may prove to be the kiss of death for a Malaysian snake charmer who will attempt to set a new world record by planting 50 smooches on a venomous snake in 10 minutes. It's one thing to kiss your chicken. It's another thing to kiss your snake. Shahimi Abdul Hamid, 33, will perform the dangerous feat on March 11th in a bid to break the current record held by an American man who kissed a poisonous snake 30 times. About 30, man! In an unspecified time, the National yeah. News Agency, Burnama, said uh, today. The kissing birds and snakes. Shahimi has urged Malaysians to support him in his endeavor, saying he wants to prove that Asians can also be champions in taming poisonous snakes. He couldn't be reached for comment. Burnama said Shahimi displayed his prowess at a news conference late Wednesday by kissing a three-meter-long king cobra 21 times. That's what Bubba used to say, just kiss it. 
His bid in March will be filmed by U.S. television show Ripley's Believe It or Not for an Amazek. Well, there you go. He's going to have his uh, maybe a few seconds of fame or maybe just... Uh, I'm dying over here. One of those. Five, six, seven. Let's get a few calls in this hour. What do you say? Even though I still got a, a, a gigantic pile here. What do you say? If, if we get any, of course, we might. Well, we might not. I've been rambling on incoherently. And let me, let me just tell you the sad news. You know the story that I just read about Derek Jackson about diabetes? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the stories that Josh posted on the website today that I sent him. If it'll ever come up here again. Boy, this thing sometimes on the stats page is a little bit slow, Eric. It's mighty slow right now. It ain't doing nothing. But I looked at there a minute ago, and it was one of the, like, in, in Midland, you know, like way down there on the list. Here, here it comes. Let's take a look at what stories are getting read the most today and which ones are not. Uh, Bush planned war with Iraq long before 9-11. Well, that's good. That's the one by Doug Thompson I read. You should be reading it. You should be making copies of it and putting it on every doorstep and every mailbox. Now, let's see. Where's the one about uh, diabetes in the trash food industry? 61 people have read 233 on the top and 61, which is kind of like Midland. I mean, it's early, you know, because uh, during the daytime, people read the stuff on our website. But nevertheless, isn't that sad? Yes. And don't say, well, that's because you just read it. Well, I read the other one, too, okay, which was a hell of a lot longer, and et cetera, and so on. But there's a whole segment of the audience. All they want to do is hear Bush bashing all day, which, what's the point in that? I mean, we can do it. You know, I'll leave that to uh, others, for Christ's sakes. Just repeating the same stuff over. Like the guy that called in, in the beginning of the show about uh, Bill's fist. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And how much money did he make on selling that stock? And hey, that's an old story. It's old news. Talking about right-wing hypocrites. Well, that's a big revelation. So all they want to do is just... See, that's that's what I hate about talk radio, man. That's why I got away from doing that stuff. I despise it. The ideologues, the ones on the far right and the ones on the far left, and it's uh, the point against counter... And you notice Crossfire is doing real well, isn't it now, huh? <laughs> yeah, all that contrived crap. Tired of it. It's one thing to pass along some useful information that maybe help people to vote or uh, to have some kind of an argument to refute some jackass friends of theirs or whatever. But on the other hand, just railing and repeating the same tired old crap. We already know we got a bunch of fascists running the country that stole two elections, okay, that invaded a sovereign country and is occupying it right now and causing mayhem and bloodshed and making it a hotbed for terrorists from all over the world. We already know these things unless you're an idiot, unless you're a moron. And the stuff about the Hodge, they see that in the news. And I guarantee you, 99% of the people out there in this audience, they see that stuff. They, what a bunch of backwards, uh, raghead. Uh, that, that's what they're thinking. Because my God is better than yours is. My religion's a hell of a lot more realistic than yours is. I'm going to tell you right now, read the first couple of pages of Genesis. You'll burn that book. You use it for kindling. Right. It's not what you believe, but that you believe. It's, it's just idiotic. It's, it's insanity. He created the stars also. I mean, there is absolutely nothing in there that any child couldn't have seen with a naked eye. There's nothing divinely inspired. It's just the same old fairy tales passed down one generation after another, writing about people that never even, that probably most of them never even existed. Because all of that stuff was written years and years after these people supposedly existed, from Moses and Abraham and Jesus and all of these people. How about Holy Moses? Well, we knew Moses existed. Right, right. Used to see him in the flesh. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon singular wireless. Now, what am I getting all whipped up about? Well, that's because I was just reading Lasseter's blog during the break there, and he was some caustic comment about my polls that he hates like poison, but he liked the one about childhood because it brought back a lot of memories. 
Why is it that so many people hate the polls? We don't spend that much time talking about the polls. Oh, you know those people. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, Blabo. Kills a lot of good time, man. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey. Um, one for your poll. I was talking to my wife last night, and I was talking about the, the first one you had about um, things that you liked about your childhood. And I said, you're going to do this one here today about things that you don't. And mm-hmm. immediately uh, she said, none. She was at, she went to Catholic school, which I did not go to. Oh, but, nuns. Uh, nuns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know it goes along with the uh, hate school, but she liked school, but she just couldn't handle the nuns. Yeah, can't blame her. All those old yeah. bull dykes. Okay, yeah, thanks, that's right. thanks, right. Nuns, got it? Got it. Or you could put penguins, but I think let's figure we're talking hockey again. Well, how about those penguins, man? They couldn't win a fix game. They're tragic. Get their ass kicked by Columbus, no less, by a little girls team. Oh, boy. I'd forget about it, Mary, okay? Just roll up your sleeves and roll up the uh, franchise. Get out of there already. Or you still got a shot. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes. Hey, couple. Okay, what kind of a phone you on? Oh, uh, a couple things. First of all, I don't know if anybody's uh, discussed or touched this yet, they but uh, anytime there's a tragedy in a red state now, I really yeah. don't care anymore. It's mm-hmm. like, well, they voted for the idiot. They deserve what they got. It's kind of like Pat Robertson. You Maybe, mean like uh, Florida, God's, for example? Uh, bringing their like, like Florida? Second thing, uh, if I see another mm-hmm. bumper sticker that says uh, uh, American by birth, Southern by the grace of God, I'm going to run them off the road. All right. And third thing, uh, that minor tragedy last week, they had this woman on there, and she's saying, we're Christians and we're West Virginians. We may be dumb, but you have to pray for us. Right, just like they were praying for all the miners to be alive, right? And then they turned on God and Jesus when they found out they got got bad info. Yeah, anyway, Neil, in closing, uh, I think they stole the election, Neil. (laughs) (sighs) Talk about crying over spilt milk. That's what he's talking about, making fun of a lot of you silly-ass people out there, you know? Now that the horse is out of the barn and 700 yards down the road. It's a little bit late now, eh? I'm depressed that Blabo doesn't like my poles. I feel wounded there. Took like a little shot. Well, that's the way it goes. Take all the shots you want. Don't bother me. I can handle it. Five six seven. Maybe you're just needling me. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. I may just have to finish my poll. I don't see like a lot of action on these phones. See, now, if we didn't have the poll, no, no, seriously, if we didn't have the poll, basically what the show would be, would I go back to, like, we did those seven months of sitting here and reading the newspaper every day, you know, reading all these stories. No, no, you got Because if anybody thinks I'm going to sit here and take these uh, idiotic phones, now, this guy was okay. I mean, there's about three or four we had today that were maybe worth uh, punching the phone line up for. But you know what most of it is. It's a uh, mm-hmm. swill. Garbage. WQAM, hello. QAM. Good afternoon. Well, yes, sir. Buenos dias. Buenos dias, Neil Rogers. How are things in Miami? Where are you? I'm in Indianapolis. Oh, well, I don't know, because I'm in Toronto, so we're both out of touch. Oh, so uh, how you been? I've been great. How you been? I'm doing very, very good. Came up to Indianapolis for the football game on Sunday. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, seeing the Colts that last in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And uh, so what do you think about that? I say, uh, have a good time. Oh, my God. Five, six, seven. He's calling from Indianapolis because he went there. And what do I think about that? I say, go Steelers, go Steelers, go up and down the field, kick their ass. 
I don't want the Patriots, if, assuming they survive Denver, to have to play Indianapolis. I mean, you know, it sounds selfish, but that's you have to strategize, man. Just like losing that silly-ass game, throwing a game to the Dolphins. I mean, not the, you know, and the playing against Jacksonville, which worked out very nicely. Thank you, Billy. Good old Bill Belichick, man. He knows where it's at. He knows where the bodies are buried. WQAM, hello. Mr. Neal. Yes, sir, Mr. Caller. Hey, uh, shameless request. Please never, never, ever retire. Okay, Graham. Uh, uh, see what I mean? Oh, I know. Yeah. Please never retire. Quit sucking around, okay, mister? I want you to come to my funeral. I'll let you spread some of my uh, asses, uh, ashes around. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, inquiry might want to know, what is your A1C? What's the number? Yeah. Oh, last time was the highest it's ever been. It was 8.3. It's usually like uh, between 6 and 7. Wow. You know, the goal now is 6.5. No, actually, the goal now, according to the Atkins uh, book that I read the other day, is like under 6, between 5 and 6. That's what the physicians tell you, 6 point whatever. Yeah, that wouldn't uh, be yeah. too bad. Well, I was 6.9. I was happy. and uh, That's I not bad. Now, for people that don't know what that is, that's glycolated, uh, what do they call uh, hemoglobin? That's your blood sugar over a period of weeks, yeah. Yeah, well, I wanted you to get you a blower because we care about you and want to keep you on the air. Oh, I'm sure it's uh, that, that was uh, back in June. I'm sure now it's a lot lower because I'm not eating tubs of ice cream anymore, at least not very often. Well, Neil, you're supposed to get it every three months. What? The, the, that? Yeah, who, who told something. you that? Somebody that wants to make a lot of money on blood tests, I guess. <laughs> you know, you can get them at Eckerd's now and do them yourself. I wouldn't go to Eckerd's if they gave it to me for free. Thanks a lot, Pally. Although that is one of our fine sponsors, maybe, but I doubt it. I don't think Eckers is around anymore. I thought it's no, CVS. CVS yeah. Oh, we like CVS a lot. We like Walgreens yeah. a whole lot. Uh-huh. So I'm so sorry he said Eckers because it reminds me of Jack Eckerd. Ooh. Didn't he die there a year or two ago, Jack Eckerd? All right. See, when you stop and think about some of the people that you outlived and you're saying, well, you know, that's not so bad. Right? Right. That's one of them. Dad. Dear old dad. There's another one. One thirteen. <laughs> One thirteen. Hey, listen, everybody, come to my funeral, okay? The race is on to see if I can make it to March first, till that thirtieth anniversary in South Florida. And can't you tell the tremendous response as we approach that unbelievable date? And I haven't heard one more word about that best of a CD. Have you? Oh heard yeah, yeah, yeah. That? As a matter of fact, I um, I got Miguel to take over the project. Mm-hmm. He went and poured a, a bucket of water over High Boy, and he will... Oh, uh, oh, please don't tell me. He's involved in this, too, just like the anymore. Aerosmith tickets. Not anymore. Oh, who? Oh. That's what I'm talking about is the Aerosmith tickets. Oh, you're talking about that project? Oh, that project is in production. I so see. The, the art is getting done. We're, uh, we're putting out the CD. It will be burnt. But the Aerosmith tickets... And the Aerosmith tickets, tickets are what? Miguel well, getting involved in that? Well, he already uh, took it away from uh, High Boy. <laughs> Good. We will have a discussion tomorrow morning. I don't about... want any dealings with that fat tub, okay? I don't want any dealings. I, th- I thought I made that pretty clear. So tomorrow morning we will talk about how many we got and how we want to do it, whether uh, they want to okay. do it over here. So with tomorrow the we'll have some uh, Aerosmith tickets yeah. to give away at the uh, Macarena, at the uh, Bank Atlantic Yanta Center. United Center. <laughs> at the United Center in Chicago. We don't have the airfare for you, but it'll be a fun trip. And you can get some of that Chicago-style pizza. 114, some of that Chicago-style pizza. Happy New Year from the fine folks at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. 2005 was a stupendous year for them, and thousands of new customers took advantage of the Neal deal and bought themselves a new Ford at Armstrong Ford. Why do so many people shop there? It's easy because Armstrong Ford guarantees you an unbeatable combination, a great price, great service after the sale, and that personal touch that comes from a local family-owned dealership. Pick up the phone now and call General Manager David Rich at 305-247-5112. 
When you buy a new Ford from Armstrong Ford or Homestead, you also get their exclusive Tires and Batteries for Life program. Let me just say it again. When you buy from Armstrong Ford, they give you free tires and batteries for the life of your vehicle. How can you beat that? That could save you thousands of dollars over the life of your car. David Rich and his staff at Armstrong Ford guarantee you will not find a better price anywhere in town. They guarantee you'll bet you Maddie Bell's life on it. He's still around? Oh, damn it. With Armstrong Ford being locally owned and operated, you know they're going to give you great treatment, too, because they want to make you a customer full life. No bait and switch. No BS. No phony sales. So start the year off with a great new Ford from our friend David Rich and his staff at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. And you'll find Armstrong Ford at 30725 South Dixie Highway, just 20 easy minutes south of the 836. Take a spin on down there. Check them on the web at armstrongcars.com and then drive those few extra miles to save a ton of cash at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Wonderful WQAM. World News tonight, an ABC News exclusive, the secret tapes of President Bush. As George Bush was spying on the American public, George himself was spied upon. The White House says Bush had no idea he was being recorded. Well, I, I, I you know, sometimes I mangle the English language. <laughs> Drinking Jack Daniels all the time. <laughs> I had a little too much to drink. I'm sick. Incoherent. The White House is not happy about the tapes. I believe I'm going to... <laughs> ABC News, Washington. 119 at 560 WQM. I just uh, froze up my computer for the first time. Aren't you depressed and uh, upset? Okay. Program is not responding. Oh. And now. Oh, there it is. It's true. Well, it I got it all straightened out. Well, I'm just a wizard on that thing, you know? Mostly by luck. I find that even on those occasions when you haven't got any idea what you're doing, just start sure. clicking a couple of spots. Oh, there it is. That's it's right. just, right? That's how we all kind of learn. Just click it. Leaked facts shows Romania helped CIA interrogators. You think you've got facts problems? You ain't seen nothing yet. An Egyptian government fax intercepted by Swiss intelligence authors, the first real evidence that the U.S. interrogated suspected terrorists at secret prisons in Eastern Europe, European politicians be saying uh, a couple of days ago, the 10th. What's today? The two days ago. Tuesday. The highly classified fax purportedly sent last year by Egypt's foreign minister to its embassy in London, was leaked to a Swiss newspaper on Sunday. In it, he discussed the fate of 23 detainees from Iraq and Afghanistan who were apparently interrogated at the airbase in Romania on the Black Sea coasts. I'm not going to try to read the name of the airbase because uh, I'll butcher it. And that's probably what they were doing there. Egyptian diplomats had confirmed this information from their own sources, the minister wrote, according to a Swiss intelligence summary leaked to the Sonstagblik newspaper. Oh, I'm sure you read that every day. Every day. Did you go online and read that? The Sonstagblik, uh, uh, whatever it is. Oh, this is very aggravating, getting this uh, thing going again. Egypt hasn't confirmed the authenticity of the facts, but MEPs describe it as a hugely significant step when angry Swiss authorities confirmed the leak was based on a communication intercepted by a top-secret surveillance system known as Onyx. Aha! The Bush administration neither confirmed nor denied the reports of a network of secret detention sites run by the CIA across the former communist bloc. And, speaking of your president, and again, I I emphasize that your president, because I don't want anything to do with the best part of him if I could find it, President Bush said yesterday he's doing everything within the Constitution to protect the American people from another terrorist attack, but added that congressional hearings into a top-secret U.S. spying program will be good for democracy. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, safety, safety, safety. That's what it's all about, safety. Except, of course, for the soldiers and all those other people in Iraq who are dying by the thousands. 
In an unusual 75-minute campaign-style town hall meeting, which included nearly a dozen questions from members of the in, in, by invitation only audience, Mr. Bush said he firmly believes he has the authority to order warrantless wiretaps to phone calls by people thought to be linked to Al-Qaeda or its affiliates, or anybody who watched the Michael Moore movie, or ever watched any Michael Moore movie, or ever uh, ate at one of those restaurants where Michael Moore eats, which could be just about anyone. I have the right as commander-in-chief in the time of war to take action necessary to protect the American people, he said during the event at Kentucky International Convention Center in Louisville. I can understand concerns about this program. Before I went forward, I wanted to make sure I had all the legal authority necessary to make this decision as your president. He said that after 9-11 attacks, he vowed that I would use everything in my power, obviously within the Constitution, but everything in my power to protect the American people. I put that hand on the Bible, and I meant it when I said I'm going to uphold the Constitution. Right. He wouldn't lie to us, you know, when he puts his hand on the Bible. Oh, he'll, he'll. Like about those weapons of mass construction. Uh, construction. Oh, yeah, they must be over here, and maybe they're over here. Uh, big joke. Some on Capitol Hill are demanding investigation of the wiretapping program, first revealed last month by the New York Times. The program allows the National Security Agency to eavesdrop on international phone calls without a warrant, which Democrats say is a violation of the constitutional right to privacy, and they happen to be correct. Democratic National Committee Chairman Howard Dean criticized the Bush administration's disregard for our courts and our laws. President Bush's decision to sidestep the rule of law and spy on Americans without a court order may have dealt a serious blow to our ability to fight and win the war on terror, Mr. Dean said. The Senate Judiciary Committee has scheduled hearings on the issue for early February, and the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence plans to hold closed-door hearings, both of which Mr. Bush endorsed yesterday. Oh, I hope they have a good time. It's going to be really constructive. But, he's going to, but basically what he says, he's going to do whatever the hell he wants anyway. That, that's really what he said. In other words, they can come up with anything. Let's have some more hearings, shall we? Just like Joe Biden says, these hearings now on Alito are a waste of time, and for once in his life, he happens to be absolutely correct. Absolutely correct, correct. He's a waste of time. He's not going to answer any questions. He's just going to... Uh, but be put oh, look at that Mississippi gambling. Casino are also open, and operators of the MGM Mirage and Harris Entertainment are planning a reopening in the coming months. Three casinos already open in uh, Biloxi, and I'm sure those are the ones, at least some of those ones, owned by uh, Isla Capri that operates Pompano Park and are uh, allegedly going to bail out the Pittsburgh Penguins which I'm sure you're keeping your nose on that. Got my computer all back and straightened out. Wasn't that a good job good. by me? Very good. What would you do? Look at that. The tourism uh, industry attracted 31 million people, to, uh, and it accounts for 50,000 jobs in Mississippi. In a backwater mugwump state like that. God, it's a darn good thing we don't have no uh, gambling in Florida. Jeez. Why would we want to have all of those jobs and all of that revenue and all those tourists and all of these uh, all of things? These things. Huh? A state that could be great but held back by a bunch of Yahoo mugwumps, man. A bunch of Bible-thumping, hypocritical, right-wing mugwumps, including your fat-ass governor. And, of course, Charlie Crist. You fairy. Wants to be your next governor. Christ Almighty. Too bad Ann Bishop ain't still around. She could. How about Janet Reno? She might want to latch on that ticket, huh? the dream ticket. Sure. What did you hate most about your childhood? There's that poll again. Well, I do feel compelled once every now and then to uh, give you the result. We're going to put it on there. Although I'm just crushed. At those comments I read about the poll. Just relax, Blavo. Getting dragged to church, 132. Not having any money, 118. School, 104. Getting bullied, 98. Getting dragged to visit those pain-in-the-ass relatives, uh, 59. My childhood was great, 43. What's not to like? My parents, 42. They sucked. Being abused, 31. Getting uh, picked last for sports, 26. Spankings, 24. I hate this poll, 18. In fact, it's basically that means I hate, yeah, fill in the blank, anything and everything. Being treated like an infant, 16. My neighborhood, the old hood, 11. Mom's cooking, 10. And going hungry, only 9. Now, you know, you see, you think there's a correlation between those last two? 
Could be. So in other words, so few people hated mom's cooking, that's why they didn't go hungry very often, even if mom's that's cooking right. was crap. And it was. Well, not in my case. Mom's cooking was just fine. That's one good thing. Except for last, like the last 40 years of her life, it was getting worse, you know. No, not 40. Maybe about... About 30, man. The last few years, she wasn't, like, uh, cooking up a storm no more. Remember that time I asked her to make me an omelet? I was in the omelet thing, which, by the way, is very good on Atkins and uh, diabetics and stuff. Uh, and she made scrambled eggs. Right. Remember that? Uh-huh. And I said, I don't like scrambled eggs, Ma. That's not the... Like you, the you same put, thing. You put your uh, scrambled eggs... I said, I don't want scrambled eggs. It's not an omelet. She wouldn't know an omelet from a uh, frittata, from a mm. fajita. From toast. Right. No, she knows toast. He, he used to work at Zeta. Who was the one that was on? Was that the one that was on with the O.J.? Good old O.J. O.J. and uh, Toast. I, I and, uh, hard to keep track of that crowd. Toast and uh, butter, uh, buttermilk, pancakes. And what about Mark Eisenberg? What's he doing, like 3 to 4 in the morning? I, I don't know. 126 at 560 WQAM. When you're shopping for shoes, don't go to some store where you'll find a bunch of off-name brands that you never heard of before and get a bad fit and really hurt your tootsies. Go to Brandy's where you can find always an unbeatable combination. The best selection, the most unbeatable prices, and comfort. And people really know how to give you a perfect fit like Arnie. He'll make dang sure you get a perfect fit at the right price every time. All the top brands are waiting for you, Brandies, that you know and love, like Rockport, Forsheim, Echo, SAS, Mephisto, New Balance, all the others, too. Brandies even specialize in wide widths as well if you got a big, fat uh, pair of feet. Brandies is worth a trip from just about any place for comfort, style, fit, value, and selection. They are absolutely unbeatable. That's Brandies at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Brandies is open daily Monday through Saturday till 9, every Sunday till 5. And this week is a stupendous, a great time to buy rock ports at Brandies because if you visit Brandies today, you can take 10 to 20 bucks off their already low prices on their great rock port selection. Only this week and only at Brandies Shoes in Pompano Beach. <laughs> This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. WQAM. She takes a finger and digs it deep into a nostril for something green. Oh, she's a nose picker. She's digging down. Don't flick it at me. Uh, her fingers long. Now I understand she's a nose picker. But can you see the end of her finger? Now I understand she's a nose picker. She's a creature. Uh, I can't believe it. Go ahead, dig it on a sleeve. It's ghost, girl. You know it's ghost. I'm gonna heal. Dig girl. You know I'm gonna heal. Dig girl. Go ahead. Her fingers long. Now I understand she's a nose picker. Yeah, so what's more disgusting, watching people pick their nose or pick dingleberries well, from their... Rectum. I don't think that's even a contest. Depends what it? they do with it after they... Uh, oh, know. geez. Anyway, 132, <laughs> moving right along. Probably want to get in, uh, what, 40, 50 calls between now and Motown at 2 o'clock and Motown? Ooh. You think this is Motown? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great, a great billboard to promote the Mo Show? If they ever... Miami is Motown. Like M-O dash Motown. Right. With a big picture of Mo there with his uh, bald spot going do, 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 do. like that. I think that would uh, get an 80 sheer easy. Here's our only call, WQAM. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how's it going? All right. Um, the, uh, is, is the concert at the Bank United Center or the Bank Atlantic Center? The it's Bank at United the, uh, Center. the Center, the hockey arena, the, what used to be called the uh, Yenta Center. Okay, because the Bank United Center is like... The National Rental Car Bank Atlantic Center. Okay. Sunrise. Thanks, buddy. No problem. And we're evidently, uh, the rumor is we're going to have a bunch of Aerosmith tickets to give away on a show tomorrow. That's why they don't want to call now. They don't want to waste their quota of call. 
And I can't blame right. them myself. Right? Right. Well, it's a long time since we ever gave away anything on this show, and thankfully, because you know how I feel about that crap. Right. Can I get the tickets? Can I have the tickets now? Can I have the tickets? People that you would never hear from in a million years. Uh, that's correct. Sucking around for freebies like that old ticket lady. I'm not going to waste my time playing that bit again because it's a pretty ponderous. But it's just, oh, look at that. It's already 46. The sun is shining. It's uh, 8 degrees Celsius. It's 46. Aren't you amazed and impressed? I am Not that there's any such thing as global warming. We have no snow. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it's about 80 tomorrow. Impressive. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Whoa! What? That scared the hell out of me. Why is that? It was uh, a little loud. Just because it was like that? Just because. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. Neil? Yeah. Hey, listen, man. For your call? Yeah. Um, having to depend on people to drive you around. And also, uh, um, and also... Uh, I definitely don't miss masturbating to... Okay, great. Sounds to me like you don't miss it because you're still doing it. Uh, to this show is what he was talking about. Right. Five six seven zero five sixty pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless line, in the car, no less, okay? Mm -hmm. Probably in a gas station, in a car, looking at some hot number, some hot guy. I mean, uh, yeah, some gas station attendant pumping it. WQIM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. I have a good idea for a promo. Mm -hmm. How about a big bowling board on 95? All of the members from QAM have, are dressed in different athletic uniforms, fitting like, uh, say, uh, Bo would be in a, a football uniform. You could do like a, a jockey type of thing, anything related with sports. We could have Mo with, like, sh with his uh, checkered pants with, uh, like, uh, what do you call those uh uh, okay, yeah, okay whatever. I, I think Donna Shalali would be upset if we had all the members on that billboard. Five six seven oh five sixty. She probably uh, has one. Pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. In fact, I'm pretty sure of it. You know, Donna Shalali over at the UM. You can't spell scum without UM. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Can I talk, Greg? What was it? I don't know. Something, Greg. I don't know. I'm uh, just in case. Yes. Just to be on the safe side. I think he wants a date with Greg. Well, just go over to the sushi place. He's probably waiting for you there right now. One good thing about Joe Bell, he does not eat sushi. Oh, I was so relieved to hear that. Because he said, one day when I'm in town, we'll get together for lunch. I said, that would be great. I said, just as long as you don't eat sushi. He said, no way, Jose. WQAM, hello. QAM, hola. Hello. Warren, they slow this week or what? Yes, sir. Good afternoon, Neil. Good afternoon, hello. sir. Hey, um, I was shocked to hear that Don Cox had died. You were mentioning that the other day. Long time ago, man. You better get with it. Abe Lincoln ain't feeling too good either. Don Cox hey, has been dead a couple of years. Whatever happened to that guy, Bob Coombs? Did he finally marry Anita Bryant? What guy? That guy, Bob Coombs. Did he ever marry Anita yeah, they, Bryant? Yeah, they just had a uh, gay wedding, the two of gay. them. Do you believe these people or what? But it sure is a lot more entertaining than uh, reading all this bedtime board. And not too many people, 70 people have read the diabetes story. They won't read it. And you want to know why? Because they're in denial. Today they're in denial, and six months from now they'll be in, like, the hospital. And then about six months after that they'll be in the ground. WQAM, hello. 23 minutes, you couldn't wait. QAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Oh, you are a breath of fresh air. I yeah. moved from Miami up here to Sebring, and I had a massive rain accident. 
I just was scanning through the AM dial trying to find something, and I, I pooped my pants. There you yeah. are. And you are a breath of fresh air. I have to sit out in the middle of a field to listen to you, but... Okay, God. listen, call us back someday when you have something to say. 567-0560. There's a breath of stale here. Oh, like I need that? a breath of fresh air. Well, I bet after hearing that. How many times did he say that? About 30, man. WQAM, hello. I'm falling, and I can't get out. Oi. WQAM, hello. Okay, nope. I'm getting back to my pile. I don't have time. They're, they're too slow, and they're too weak, and they're lame. They suck. I'll tell you, the new year on that phone, it started out really like a disaster. Have you noticed that? Now, back mm-hmm. when in December, when you were gone, Josh and I had some pretty uh, interesting shows. I don't want to say that's because you weren't here, but probably was. But, uh, well, you know, the good callers are intimidated by you, by your vast knowledge of that's uh, right, yeah, historical yeah. Uh, minutia. Sure. Isn't that what uh, Bob Green used to say? Well, I, you know, I'm wasting too much time on the minutia, on, you know, on detail, you know. See, that's the one thing I love about Joe Bell, in addition to which he seems like a really uh, good guy and a straight shooter, not a BS guy, and actually is a radio guy, is the fact that he is interested in detail, because he realizes you can't make the, you know, you can't make the big painting on the wall without a brush, and without the oil paints, you know what I'm saying? Without the oil? Right, the oily bird. Representative Roy Blood has ties to corporate lobbyists and convicted influence peddler Jack Abramoff that rival Representative Tom DeLay's, yet says he wants to be a reformer. If given the chance to succeed, delay his House Majority Leader. Well, how do you like that? Hyman Roth steps out, and uh, some other uh, crook steps in. Don Corleone steps in. Blunt, Republican of Missouri, has transferred donations between his political organizations and delays, eventually benefiting Blunt's son, Matt, the current Missouri governor. Roy Blunt also wrote at least three letters helpful to Abramoff's clients while collecting money from them. Blunt's wife, Abigail Perlman, and a second son, Andrew, lobbied for many of the same companies that donated to the lawmakers' political efforts. Larry Sabato, or is that Sabato? Sabato, Sabato, or Gigante? I would say Sabato. <clears throat> Larry or something, rather. A University of Virginia political scientist and author said Blunt's name doesn't have the same nationwide recognition as delays, and his only chance of success is to undergo an amazing transformation into a reformer. Blunt said that's exactly what he's got in mind. Oh, yeah. Blessed are the peacemakers for the, uh, what, what did he say in the Godfather 3? Oh, I forgot. I Don't you remember it was Eli Wallach? That was his line. Blessed are the peacemakers for they uh, read their lines real badly. In a statement, Blunt promised to move swiftly to enact new lobbying reforms and enhance penalties to require disclosure of more information about lobbyist activities and set new restrictions on privately financial, finance travel by lawmakers. Blunt's connections to Abramoff or his clients could complicate the GOP's plan to distance itself, its leadership, from the corruption investigation before the fall elections that will determine control of Congress. The Board of Blunt's Rely on Your Beliefs Fund has voted to contribute to charity an amount equivalent to Abramoff's personal contributions, $8,500, according to Blunt's spokeswoman, Verson Taylor. And the beat goes on. They're all a bunch of crooks. They're all a big bunch of crooks, okay? Just stick your finger right in the pot. The only thing you have to figure out is which crooks are going to take away all your rights and which crooks are going to wind up killing a bunch of innocent people, all in the name of big business and greed, and which people are going to help continue destroying the environment and make the world melt into a big puddle of water. Nevertheless... Don't start getting too serious and heavy-duty, like I said. We're not going to save the world on some stupid-ass radio talk show, okay? Just because Florida will be underwater in about a half an hour, you know, I'll be, uh, I won't be there. Good luck to you guys. I hope you learn to swim real well. Sure, swim pretty good, Josh? Yeah, you know, if I have to. In fact, I think when those numbers come on, now that uh, Duff has been demoted, I mean, they moved over into sales. What's the story with the uh, trends? Are we going to get some dates on that? Is Clarence going to be running there breathlessly with those numbers? I'm sure he will. Speaking of treading water? 141 at QAM, finally a TV experience like no other. Oh, boy, Comcast Digital Cable with on-demand is easy to use and has lots to love. 
And today you can try it for just $29.99 a month for four months. Why is TV so much better with on-demand? For starters, you can watch a wide variety of movies and shows whenever you want. It's a revolutionary new way to enjoy TV. On-demand is a library of thousands of programs ready to start when you say so, with programming including free movies, kids' shows, music videos, cooking shows, sports, home improvement shows, guitar lessons, and lots, lots more. You'll always have something good to watch, and right when you want to watch it, too. And don't forget about control. With on-demand, you can start, stop, pause, rewind, and fast-forward programs using that remote control. It is something else. You can't get all this with satellite. With up to 250 channels plus on-demand, you can build your own TV schedule. Who could ask for more? And best of all, on-demand is free with Comcast Digital Cable. So pick your show time, sit back, and you wonder how you ever managed to get along without it. Call today and order Comcast Digital Cable and HBO with the power of on-demand for only $29.99 a month for four months. In Dade County, call 305-COMCAST and Broward 954-COMCAST. Call for details. Certain restrictions apply. Here are those numbers again for those of you a little bit on the slow side. In Broward, 954-COMCAST. In Dade, 305-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Sammy. God, it sucks. Uh, 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 shoo. Don't want the Everybody is bird flu, fine singing. It'll kill you fast as lightning. In fact, it's really frightening. Hide when you see birds flying. All these funky China hens from funky Chinatown. If you're eating them up, you'll be six feet underground. If you don't want to catch the flu, do not touch your cockatoo. A talking parrot can be fun, but can he call 911? Everybody is bird flu fighting. Big Bird is now in hiding. Now Tweety Bird is fighting. Time for the other white meat. That couldn't have been little Brian Andrews making those uh, cackling sounds before. I wonder if he ever kissed a chicken. Maybe that's why we don't see him no more. <laughs> 147, 13 go 2 at 560 WQAM. I bet you Mo's going to have his uh, thumb on that uh, football, weekend football game, do you think? Absolutely. Or maybe he's going to be spending most of the two hours talking about the Panthers' uh, homestand here. We got San Louis tonight, the Columbus Straight Jackets, and Doug McLean and uh, Jeff Rimmer on Saturday. I wonder if Denise Pot fan's going to take Rimmer out for dinner. Maybe out to like a dark alley somewhere. San Francisco police arrested a man Tuesday who they believe... Remember I had the story about the uh, Starbucks? Yes. Una, una bomba pequeña. See. Si. Arrested a man Tuesday they believe planted a bomb in Starbucks restroom that was powerful enough to dismember or kill somebody had it gone off. Ronald Shouten. He's shouting from the treetops. 44 of San Francisco was taken into custody about 5 p.m. Tuesday afternoon by police on the corner of Geary Boulevard and Van Ness Street about four blocks south of the Starbucks at 1401 Van Ness Avenue, where the bomb was discovered by an employee on Monday. Well, it's in the San Francisco Chronicle. That's why they're giving us three. And maybe some of you folks have spent a lot of time in San Francisco cruising around. Can't stand that place. This individual appears to have acted alone, said police spokesman Neville Gittins, adding that Shouten had no connections to any terrorist group or anti-Starbucks groups which have vandalized the coffee houses in the past. I didn't know that. Maybe I just forgot about it. Why do they do that? I don't know. Is it kind of like a Walmart thing? They're like uh, anti-Starbuck? Well, Starbucks liberal. Oh, I see. Well, in that case, 
Shouten was being held in San Francisco County Jail on felony drug charges, expected to be charged in the bomb planning case. Una bomba pequeña. Only a few people would have died, as opposed to nearly 400 now who have died in uh, at Mecca. They're all singing that Gene Pitney song as they're on the way out. Mecca. I can't believe you don't have that. I, I don't. It must not have been well, a big hit. what a shame. That was not. The IRS is frozen. Here's something to get a little pissed off about. The IRS has frozen refunds for hundreds of thousands of low-income taxpayers without telling them that they're being investigated for tax fraud or giving them a chance to defend themselves, the IRS taxpayer advocate said that this week. In a blistering report to Congress, blistering. It's one of my favorite words in a story like this. In a blistering report, taxpayer advocate Nina Olson said complaints about unpaid tax refunds have soared more than 400% since 2002. Sixty-six percent of those who complained were entitled to a full refund, an investigation by her orifice found. An additional 14 percent were determined to be eligible for a partial refund. The issue raises some serious questions about the protection of taxpayer rights and might constitute a violation of due process of law, Olson charged in a report. More than three-quarters of the returns investigated were for low-income families who claimed the earned income tax credit, a program that provides tax refunds for the working poor. Delayed refunds cause a significant hardship for these taxpayers, <clears throat> the report said. I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. The Taxpayer Advocates Office estimates up to 1.6 million refunds have been frozen over the past five years. Once the taxpayer's refund is frozen, the IRS will automatically freeze future refund claims until the taxpayer files an undisclosed number of legitimate returns, the taxpayer, an undisclosed number. In other words, five years, 20, 100, the taxpayer advocate report said. The IRS doesn't even notify taxpayers the returns are being investigated for fraud, and even if taxpayers inquire about their refunds, IRS employees are usually barred from providing any information until six months after the taxpayer's inquiry. Well, they got a lot of uh, returns to uh, diddle around with, you know? Right. They got a lot of fish to fry. We're going to have a lot of fish to fry. Levi Strauss debuts iPod-ready jeans. Oh, you always have to have your pod in your jeans. Isn't that what they had in the Clockwork Orange? They had their pod piece? iPod-y. No, seriously, wasn't that a, pod, a cod piece? It, it was. It was a uh, padded jockstrap. I see. Oh, there's nothing like that. Just ask our sports nerds on QAM. Oh, my God. I bet you Robert Creeper would die for a padded jockstrap. Sports! Of course, I don't know what he would do with it. Call it the 21st Century Watch Pocket... Denim giant Levi Strauss said this week it's designed jeans compatible with the iPod music player featuring a joystick in the watch pocket to operate the device. Oh, my God. What are you doing here? I'm dealing with my joystick. The Levi's Red Wire DLX jeans for men and women, which will be available this fall, also have a built-in docking cradle for iPod and retractable headphones. Pricing wasn't immediately available. Apple Computer Inc.'s iPod is the number one digital music player. No kidding. The company attributed a 63% jump in holiday quarter sales in part to the iPod's popularity, said 42 million devices have been sold to date. Levi's is not the first company to feature iPod-friendly apparel, although maybe the first to make iPod-compatible jeans. they got a slot where you stick it right in there, and then you can uh, manipulate your joystick. Oh, oh, here's that expression again. Haute Couture Fashion Houses began featuring pricey iPod-carrying cases after the device's 2001 launch, while outdoor company Burton Snowboards unveiled what it called the first iPod-compatible waterproof snowboarding jacket in 2003. Last fall, L.A.-based manufacturer Kenpo launched men's jackets selling at Macy's between 275 and 350 bucks, featuring iPod controls on the sleeve. There's what you all got to have, man. Your iPod-compatible uh, gear, right? No question. As in Richard. And don't forget that movie's coming this week. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. 
let's rate more radio big shots. That's how we pass the time away in the gay old jail of oh! The John Lennon Files. To this day, the government refuses to release them. Tonight on the History Channel, you'll find out why. Only the History Channel has uncovered never-heard-before tapes of Lennon's rehearsal sessions, recorded under the constant surveillance of the FBI. All right, now. Not quite sure. Get a bit more warning up. Go by. Yes, sir. Thank you. Here's a little ditty for the FBI. But leave me a bloody alone. A magister's no Nixon. No Spiro at Milton. A magister's no quasars. Or full-length films of Scooby-Doo Imagine there's no hope How much would that stop? You failed! Yes, 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 yes. Bye! 